Welcome back, boys and girls, to another edition of K-Fave Comparisons. My name is Daniel John Schaefer, and I am joined, as always, by the KG Cast Lush. Cast, how you doing, bro? Hey, now. I am ready to go. AEW versus WWE again. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Hey, sorry sorry to our listeners about uh, last week's episode. We had some technical difficulties, but we have figured it out, and hopefully this show will be smooth sailing from here on out. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, let's just dive right into it. Since we had uh, both pre-shows had like you know two matches, which is kind of rare. Um, so I know that uh, I know that Cass only got to see a little bit of, of each of those pre-shows just because we I mean we weren't really prepared to have like great pre-shows, but we ended up having pretty solid pre-shows. So what we're gonna do is start with the first match on the uh, Extreme Rules pre-show, which was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Finn Balor for the Intercontinental Title. Um, man, uh, I gotta say. I, I like having two title matches on the pre-show. I feel like they are already adjusting because AEW has been having matches on their pre-shows, uh, and it's, they've kind of made it its own card to begin with. So I feel like WWE is kind of following suit and making the pre-show like its own event, which is a really good idea, I think. It actually will have more incentive for people to get there early and, and more incentive you know, for ticket sales and that kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I thought the panel was cool. I really liked that Sam Roberts is like full-on heel commentator. Uh, I like that he just kind of embraced that role. But yeah, jumping right into the match here. Uh, this match easily should have been on the main card just because I'm such a mark for the IC title. And I definitely feel like there was a couple things that you could have put on the pre-show. Uh, but at the same time, on, this, on the flip side of that coin, I mean, it's a really hot start. You know, you've changed, you've changed your head of booking for both of your major shows. And like the whole wrestling world has kind of been a buzz about it. And, uh, man, so it's kind of crazy. Like, you know, the first thing you see live is an IC title match. They're wanting to show you. They're listening to the fans. They're trying to be better. And, um, and man, this match was pretty good. Like, I've, I've kind of been down on both of these guys. And I've said that, like, in WWE, I don't think that they've really been that great. Uh, I know they were great wrestlers in New Japan. And I know that's why a lot of marks, like, really, you know, love them and everything. And they almost, like, they say that, like, I don't know. I was just not impressed with, like, Shinsuke's NXT run at all. And Finn, I thought his run was almost too long in NXT. So I just have a weird feel about these guys. But honestly, this match, they worked more like that Japan style. It was very hard hitting. Like, it was, I mean, they were they were both, like, really laying into each other. Uh, lots of, like, really hard knee strikes. And uh, I was, you know, shocked that they put Shinsuke over. Uh, you know, the, the, the very first thing that happens on this show is that Intercontinental title changes hands. And that's pretty solid. It's a really good way to initiate change. It's a really good way to keep the crowd hype. Um, so I ended up giving this match two and a half stars. I know you didn't catch all of it, but what did you, you know, what you saw? What did you think about Shinsuke yeah. versus Finn Balor? Yeah, yeah. So uh, kind of touch what you were saying. Having a match like this to s start off a pre-show is smart in a lot of ways. You touched on a couple, and then I mean, mainly it gets people to buy the pay-per-view. I know now we have the network and it gets people to get the network or, you know, they see this, right. you put a great match on, you know, and WWE for so long has just not subscribed to that line of thinking. They are just right. totally given up that with, we used to have Sunday night heat. And then by the end of Sunday night heat, it was just trash matches, nothing to lead you. I mean, the whole concept of having a pre-show is to, get people to buy the pay-per-view. I mean, that's what the yeah, reasoning is. Right. So this was back to the whole reason to ever have that. Like you said, AEW has been doing that concept because it really makes sense for AEW because people don't really know what to expect or what it is. So yeah, I don't know if WWE is doing it because of AEW, but 
they definitely haven't been doing this. This is this is definitely new for for the WWE um, as far as it's it's new. It's been a long time since they've done it. Um, not new altogether. Um, I love Shinsuke. Uh, this uh, I didn't get to see much of the match, but I'm glad that uh, he won. I actually have a lot of. Uh, you brought up something about the IC title. I actually have a bunch of notes. I'll save it uh, later on in the card. I think it's. I think I have a little bit to say about the IC title with the Cesaro match. Just some thoughts yeah. about them building that title. And like you said, I'm a mark for that. I love that they yeah, have. I a, love, they, yeah, man. I love that they use the old school version of it. They went back to yeah. that. That's awesome. I, agree. I just have a lot of thoughts on how they should do it, and they should really build the mid card, which they're not doing. And I guess my notes later on kind of makes sense now so i'll touch a little bit on it that they they should make the ic title mean something more and people have tried in the past and and not just the ic title just the mid card it feels like in the wwe they're all about which is different in aew and that's what i liked about the aew shows is that it's not all about the main event it feels like wwe it's like you could even tell with the performers that it's like yeah i'm either in the main event for the WWE title or the Universal title, or I'm in some stupid tag team match or some match that doesn't matter, and we're not going to really, you know, not make it steal the show. Instead, you could steal the show with the IC title like uh, the Macho Man used to do, like Shawn Michaels used to do. And, um, you know, this uh, hopefully they get to that. Having the IC title in the pre show isn't going to really do that, but, you know, it's a start doing stuff like that. Um, I, I agree with your rating. I didn't really get to see much of it, I'll be honest. So I'll just kind of go off of what you said there. I mean, it sounds, I mean, Shinsuke, you are right, though. Shinsuke hasn't performed as well as I thought he would, and neither has Finn, honestly, in the WWE. And that injury from the start really hindered him. It yeah. was very unfortunate. And yeah. then his finishing move is just the worst in the business. So he I needs agree. to get another one of those. I hate so that double stomp, man. I hate it. Takes away a lot for me. I do often wonder, though, like what the trajectory of WWE would have looked like if he wouldn't have gotten hurt and he would have just oh. been a universal champion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, what would that have looked like? You know? Crazy. Because I feel like that would have changed the whole direction of Raw, like completely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. That's, so overall, yeah, what, so. what was your rating on this match? Uh, I give it a C plus B, you know, somewhere around there. It's a good solid match. Good solid match. I agree. I agree. Good call. So actually, so that'll jump us back over to the AEW pre-show, and we had Peter Avalon doing the uh, the library. This you know the the male librarian gimmick here uh, versus Sunny Kiss, uh, which is kind of like an Exposito uh, luchador kind of style. But yeah. Uh, man, the set, first of all, just reminded me a lot of those, like, uh, Panama City Beach Nitros they had back in the day. Um, yeah, I feel like yeah. it's an icon, you know what I mean? Like, it just kind of felt like that vibe, having it kind of outside and amphitheater kind of feel. Um, but yeah, man, we'll just jump right into the match. The, li- the librarian gimmick is absolutely not going to get over. Like, I mean, I-, I-, I think it pops the boys, but it sucks. Like, it's just not going to get over. I, I mean... I mean, and I guess you could just keep them. I guess you have to have people on the card that are going to job out, that are going to be like, you know, like just pretty much enhancement talent that can actually work really well. Uh, they're not just jabronis, but like they're just there to put people over. And Peter Avalon seems like he could be that guy. Um, and Sunny Kiss is obviously just a gimmick, um, you know, right now. And, you know, she may get better. Um, he, she, whatever you, whatever, however you fall on that. Uh, but man, I mean, 
It's 2019, and I'm seeing a librarian versus a trans man in a, their opening match for this very first thing in a pre-show. So that's that's kind of crazy. Uh, this was pretty <laughs> indie. Like, I mean, it was pretty wild. Like, it, I mean, it's a very different. I mean, if if you're trying to give an alternate alternate like option from WWE, this is definitely it. Um, I mean, Kiss gets the win with like a, a splits off the second rope into a, like a leg drop. Uh, and honestly, I didn't hate the work. It was quick. Um, I, and, and to me, it, it did show like this company is trying to show that they're got a lot, a lot of tricks up their sleeve. It's not just hardcore stuff. Like you, the last thing you saw was Janela and Moxley with thumbtacks. And now you see a librarian and, and sunny kiss like wrestling in a match. So I feel like, you know, they have a, they, they're broadening their uh, horizons here with what AEW can be. And I think that's a positive thing, but overall the match got one star. You know, it served its purpose, but it certainly wasn't a clinic. What did you think about Peter Avalon versus Sonny Kiss? Yeah, so I kind of went deep on what I thought about it. Um, but I want I want to I pretty much agree with everything you said. It a little bit it was a little too indie. I understand they want to get alternative, but it was a little bit of it felt a little too indie. And it was the look of the guys and you know, maybe that. But you know, just talking about the setting and everything, and I know I said this, I think I said this last a- AEW show, AEW really is like a, a mix between the Attitude Era WCW, um, you know, NWO Era WCW, and then in a mix between WWE, all the goodness of WWE that we love, not just Attitude Era, but also the New Generation Era with like uh, Duke, Duke the Dumpster and stuff like that, and they're like, cause, because because they're all marks who run it now, which is great because that I'm like the only person on earth. I feel like that thinks the new generation era is one of the best eras. A lot of people hate on that. I and, love that era. I mean, yeah, I love I'm, it. great. So I feel like there's a little bit of that mixed in there. You know, you got a librarian, there's gimmicks. They're bringing back the gimmick, man. They're bringing back uh, K. They're bringing back cafe, man. I don't mean to sound cliche right. or whatever yeah, yeah, you want yeah. but AEW really is they say it all the time they're bringing back the wins and 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 losses mean something hey yeah. that what does that mean a that literally means kayfabe is alive in yeah. AEW it, it kind of has to be that way it has to be if you're going to make those mean something so and so that will also create room for gimmicks because yeah. You have to believe that there is a dinosaur and his boy, and they're yeah. literally not going to ever, hopefully, ever act like, oh, I'm going to take my mask off at the end of the show to present a check. And, you know, I don't yeah. think I don't think dinosaur was out there acting not like a dinosaur. No, I think wasn't. the boy yeah, was yeah. out there. The yeah. boy was out there, but I didn't see. So I would have hated that. Oh, that would have been so terrible. I would have been so let down. If he would have been out there with like out the mask and without the no, face paint, I don't think he would have with done. his arm around Cody, like, hey, I'm the dinosaur, you know, that would have been terrible. I think they're so much smarter than that. Thank God that they won't do that. But that's something the WWE would do, like present a check and then, you know, Kane would take off his mask and be, you know, obviously not whenever he before. I'm talking about like Kane now, if he like was right. wearing a mask earlier in the show. We've all seen him without the mask. He'd probably take off the mask and come out and be like, hey, I'm Glenn Jacobs, the mayor of Knoxville. Yeah. Right, that's right. that, man. So. Um, with that said, though, I wasn't really feeling this match. <laughs> I mean, I'll give it props to bringing the gimmicks back, but I didn't sure. like this. I didn't like the gimmick of the library. I mean, that's like that's like the uh, the rooster gimmick. That's a gimmick that's uh, never going to work. So I'm with you, man. I'll give it that one star. I'll agree with you there. What's next? Yeah. So next, next on the uh, on the pre-show for for WWE, it was Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak uh, cruiserweight championship match. 
man, it was hot brawling to start like start off the open. Uh, and they're both great wrestlers. Um, there was lots of speed, but everything kind of made sense. Uh, it was solid selling considering how little time they had. Uh, but obviously, you know, when you're in a time crunch that they obviously were in, like, I mean, you know, they have that countdown calendar. It's like 12 minutes till the show starts. And it's like, you're just now like doing entrances. And it's like, well, then you know that like this match is going to be X amount of time. You know, they have like, by the time entrances are over, they have like eight minutes to like get in get the finish done and get out. So obviously they're trying to cram some stuff in there and that kind of sucked. But I mean, uh, Nice, Nice specifically, like Tony Nice seemed a little like just slightly off with his timing. Uh, but you know, towards the end of it, uh, the, the false the false finishes were great. The false pins into the power bomb was really sick, and then Gulak went over after that like uh, torture rack into a neckbreaker, the cyclone neckbreaker thing. Um, I, it was solid, but there were definitely some stutters in it. I ended up giving it one and a half stars, so I give it like a C to a C plus. Uh, it would have been better with like a solid like two or three more minutes, uh, but that could have just been the panel running long, like just talking and flapping their gums, but. Who knows? What did you think about uh, Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak in that Cruiserweight title match? I'm not going to let it go. Every time this dude's on our show, Nice is huge. He's bigger than like 90% of AEW. But he's AEW. only like five foot eight though. Like, that's Doesn't the thing. Matter. He's bigger it than everybody matter. on AEW. He's so, so short. He's Better, definitely he's bigger than uh, Havoc or whatever. Jeez, he could eat Havoc for lunch yeah, on the true. AEW show. I mean, he him being a cruiserweight, just there's something about it. I mean, I know he's short, and whether or not they're fibbing about that weight, I don't know. Whether he makes that weight or not, I mean— I would be surprised if he's honestly over 205. I would genuinely be maybe surprised. Maybe he's not. I mean, but uh, Shawn Michaels ain't really over 205. I mean, Dude, exactly. You know. Shawn Michaels saying it's, that he's 225 is yeah. laughable at it's, best. Like, and they've been joking about that on air now for the last 10 years. I mean, it's— Because so I am six foot even. I have seen that man in real life, and he is shorter than me. That means he's like 5'11". Little. He's a little. Yeah, yeah, dude. That dude was maybe 185, 190. And that, that, now, uh, that. now he might have been 205 in like the pudgy, like WrestleMania nine days, like the end of Sensational Sherry. Like, oh, yeah, he yeah. Might have been, hey, he might have been, he might have been like 205 at that point. But man, we're, I mean, you talk about like boyhood dream days, like Iron Man match when he's you just shredded. Like, no. no chance. That dude's like Finn Balor size. Finn yeah. Balor size. Triple H, uh, even in his Hall of Fame uh, speech for when not Triple H's Hall of Fame speech, but him inducting Sean, he talks, he he makes a joke about it and says like a uh, maybe a buck eighty five at best, and he's yeah. joking, but I mean being serious, like that's that's what it. Is. So I mean, I, obviously weight doesn't really matter, but he looks so jacked. I just don't. It just doesn't. I guess I'm used to that old school '90s era cruiserweights with like Rey Mysterio and. You know, Chavo and Hurricane and all those people, those were little guys. But, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with uh, mostly what you said. Seems like maybe a step off the whole time. Uh, yeah, so I give it a dud. A dud? A dud. Wow. Yeah. All right. Nothing, nothing great there with those right. guys. I, I've, I haven't been impressed with the Cruiserweight division since it started. There's wow. been very little that Man, has yeah, I mean, captured me. Again, like there's just there's no the problem with the problem with 205 Live and the problem with the cruiserweight division inside WWE is that WWE has to have this mask of storyline. Everything has to have a storyline in order for people to invest in it. But you could actually have a show like 205 Live where it's like almost like a power ranking system and it's just matches. It's only an hour long show. So it's like you don't even you don't have to have a GM. You don't have to have storylines at all. 
you just have to have good commentary and then just great matches. So this way, just cut out all the stupid backstage stuff cut, and quit trying to make like super characters out of these cruiserweights. Like that's not what they are. Like they're not on the main card. They're cruiserweights. Like just let them be cruiserweights. Make it like a power ranking. Like you know, set them off into divisions: east versus west, north versus south, whatever you want to do. Red versus blue, whatever. Like put them in two different yeah. divisions. Make it work that way, and just make it like. Almost like an athletic, uh, like soccer is, you know, if you a tournament if you, or something. Yeah, yeah, and like, if, yeah, yeah but like a constant tournament, a constant yeah. tournament, and the title is defended at every pay per view on the pre-show. Even that's fine, but you have to work to get there. And the power rankings change, and wins and losses matter. I think that'd be the best way to do a 205 live. It'd be easy writing too, because then you just have to make great matches. That's all you have to do. Um, but yeah, that's gonna sure. that's gonna bring us back over to the second match on uh, the fight for the fallen pre-show, and that was. Um, the dentist, Britt Baker, and Riho versus uh, Shoko Nakajimi, Nakajima uh, and uh, B. Priestley. Um, I'm glad I, you said it. I like I like the pacing a lot for this match, and it was pretty good stuff. Uh, B. Priestley is a is gonna be a beast. Like she's gonna be a star for sure for that company. Um, it's I mean she was she, I, I was most impressed by her in this entire thing. Um, Baker went to the wrong corner at one, at one point for a hot tag. Uh, yeah. And the, the comment, but commentary team did a really good job of trying to cover it up. Like, cause it was one of those big double knockdown spots. It was like, Oh, she's not so loopy. And like, and honestly the match was pretty good up until that point that like, of course the crowd kind of like, Oh, like, you know, like noticed. And of course there's like racist memes because like, it was like, you know, Britt and B Priestley in the ring. So he's like, she couldn't tell the difference between her tag partners. That's so racist. And it's like, that's a stretch, bro. Like, that's, oh, God. you just made a mistake. Like, it's a stretch. Don't make this a racial thing. Like, that's no. so silly. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. All of you people on Twitter are trying to, like, call her racist. Like, that's so ridiculous. She was just in the moment, forgot where she was in the ring. And that's it, just people who have yeah. never been in the ring because yeah. I swear like, to yeah. God, I haven't spent that much time wrestling in the ring, but I've done that in the little bit of time that I've spent in the ring. I've went to the wrong time. One time I started punching my tag team partner. It oh, was very no. embarrassing. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, 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 it like happened. Like an actual show? No, or no. Like in a training situation. And just a train, but a real match. And because I'm so used to wrestling the oh. person I was wrestling. And we've never like been on a team together. And it was in the moment I got up from laying down. Oh. I went over. He's laying there. I started punching him and he went, Dude, we're partners. And I went, Oh shit. Oh no. <laughs> so I get it, man. I that's, get it. That's I'm a Boxamania moment right there. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, luckily no cameras, nothing like that. So I mean not that I was ever even made it that far to be on camera, but But yeah, uh, man. I get it. I mean Yeah. No, I totally. totally. I mean, there's no racism happen. there, dude. There's no. no like, that's, that's what. Silly. That's why I'm yeah. bringing that up. That's why I'm bringing that up. You do that. You do yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that happens. just happens. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah. I thought I thought the match overall was was pretty solid. I really like this women's division too. Like, I feel like their characters have more dynamic. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. The women's division in the WWE is way better than it's ever been before. But like, outside of like Bailey, pretty much all the women, unless they're ex- like extraordinarily large like they're all kind of the same like you know what i mean like lacey evans is a little different but like you know like charlotte banks like whatever like alexa bliss like they of course they all wrestle different and they all kind of have like their own unique entrances but like the vibe of their matches is all the same 
And and yeah. and that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like that's not necessarily a bad thing. They have some great matches. It's a really great style. But you know, I, I like I'm liking what I'm seeing from this women's division. Is all I'm saying. I thought I think that they have a lot of potential here. Uh, there were tons of false finishes that were really good. Uh, it was a bit too long though. Um, but Shoko got the quick uh, quick roll up on Riho, uh, and they get the win uh, of Shoho and uh, beat Priestley. So I ended up giving this match two and a half stars. I enjoyed it. It was a C plus to a B minus. Uh, not you know not great, but slightly above average. Uh, what did you think about this uh, this women's tag match for AEW? Man, you pretty much said everything I could say. I'm gonna go. I, I gave it a little less. I gave it a C, but I'm ready to get to the main show. I'm ready to get to the main show. Let's get going. I, I gave it a C. I bet you let's are. Go. Yes. All right. All right. Let's so here go. We, I got some. Here we are. Yeah. For, yeah. Well, for me. All right. So let, let's. So. Comparing both pre-shows back to back, for me it was a tie ball game all around. If I'm just averaging stars, it was about four stars in between each. I feel like you're kind of on the same I level there. I think that's too. where I'm at there. Yeah, I, I really do. I think, I think so <laughs> too. I think so too. So let's uh yeah let's go ahead and jump over to Extreme Rules, uh, and we're gonna go with the the first match on the main show. Uh, but real quick, it was a really great opening package, uh, going over kind of everything without dragging. Uh, and I was hyped for the show. I love the fact that wrestling is kind of heating up again. Uh, honestly, like having the AEW show on Saturday made me more hype for Extreme Rules than I would have been if I would have just watched like Raws and SmackDowns leading up to it. So again, yeah. like, like, and that's the thing, man. Even if AEW isn't competition, no matter which way you look at this, like the competition, like there's more of a spark among the wrestling fan base. Like, and that's, I mean, dude, Evolve is on like, you know, the WWE Network now. Like, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we start getting like Ring of Honor stuff, or or what if like New Japan and AEW team up and they have their own streaming service like that could be crazy you know what I mean like there's just it's a great time to be a wrestling fan and dude that's gonna jump off into like just nothing but main eventers right here the first match from the start the graveyard dogs the undertaker and Roman Reigns versus the best in the world Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre and before we even get into the match I'm gonna go ahead and touch on the fact that everyone's like oh Shane's just getting booked all the time and I hate it. Like, dude, that dude is fantastic on the mic. I am so glad he's on TV. I don't care what anyone says. Literally four years ago, all these marks were begging for him to come back. Oh, if Shane came back, things would be so much better. And now they're all like, oh, Shane's just taking up so much TV time. Why don't you put Why don't you put Paul London on the show? Why don't you put you – know, you know what I'm saying? Like, why don't you put these, like, undercard guys that I like a lot? Like, dude, because Shane McMahon is more entertaining and because you're talking about him more. Like, that's why. Anyway, let's jump straight into the match. Um, go. Dude, you know what? You, you go ahead. You go ahead. You give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah. Take it away. I'll take it away. So let me – so – my uh, my first thought, this was Sunday. AEW was Saturday, the day before. So I did I did have this feeling. Oh, well, let me I, – I do want to make note that I agree totally with what you said. I like AEW being Saturday and WWE being Sunday. I, I wouldn't – like if it wasn't – if say we weren't doing the podcast and I was just, a, I was just a, a mark like I am, I would definitely watch AEW because it's a new product and I'd be like, I got to watch this. I would, I'll, even though I, I wouldn't probably watch Extreme Rules, I probably would have watched it at that point. I like, sure. like, like what you're saying. Yeah. I would have been like, I gotta watch because I'm a mark and I want to like compare them and I want to, yeah. You know, even yeah. if we weren't, even if we weren't doing a show about right. comparing them, I would have been like, I gotta see now. I got in my head, I would have like played like I was on a podcast or something because that's just I'm a wrestling fan. So I, I like that. But what I wanted to say is, I did have a feeling right away when I saw the WWE's production. 
felt way bigger than AEW. Now AEW's production oh, yeah. is is fantastic. AEW is doing a very good job production wise, but yeah. it was like I was so wrapped into AEW for that whole day before. You know, I spent a sure. lot of time watching that AEW production and that that show and then I, and i thought the production was like top notch at aew yeah. so like i didn't think anything was wrong with aew and then you turn on wwe extreme rules they've been doing this for forever you know they years, they really yeah. it was like whoa this is like this is crazy but yeah. that was my only note about the opening i have a lot more notes about the aew opening because I, I liked actually their opening way better than this opening because there wasn't much to it. They went they went right into it really when they started when they actually started the pay-per-view for Extreme Rules, they went right into it. And they went right into it for a reason because it's the greatest one of the greatest of all time Undertaker <laughs> and Roman Reigns versus uh Drew McIntyre and oh, oh, Shane McMahon. So, um it's weird seeing Taker just standing on the apron waiting for a tag. I don't know if that's just me, but there was like some times where like Roman started the match and Roman's right in there and like Taker was just another guy. They yeah. build Taker up so much now. Like Taker now is like a living legend. He's like a, you know, oh, you only get to see him. You know, they like they've they've, they've, yeah. did a, they've done a great job making him like this myth, like this legend. And yeah. then you see, and it's kind of weird because he's back to some normal guy waiting for a tag. You know, it was kind of there's nothing wrong with that. It was just a little, I don't, I, it's something I felt like. That's weird. He's just standing there. With, Taker can't wait for a tag. No, yeah, I agree. It's it's strange yeah. to see the Undertaker just standing on an apron. Yeah, just like a an, regular guy. Just, just yeah, just yeah. adhering to the rules, just yeah. being a nice citizen. Like I'm here. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that's Undertaker. He only comes yeah. out every uh, you know. Is that was kind of funny, but man, did Undertaker? Man, Undertaker's has had these matches where he goes overseas and they have those matches. I don't know why he can't get the job done over there like he did over here, but I don't know if he was mad because of all the crap talking from his last match, but because his last match was Goldberg, right? Yeah. So he had to make up. Garbage, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know if he put steroids right into his hips, just injected them right in there and gave himself some strength, but I don't know how you go from that to all of a sudden getting up without... Like, before, whenever he'd get up off the mat versus Goldberg and versus Sean, whenever he was with Sean and Ta- or, uh, Kane and Triple H, he was needing, like, put his hand on his knee. He was needing help up. Kane would have to come over. The referee would come over. Uh, Dean Malenko would come from the back. Even though he works for AEW, he would still come over from the back because we're used to seeing him come from the back. And he would help him up, and then he would have a Kane, and then he would get up. Not Kane, his partner, but another Kane. And it was the whole thing. And then all of a sudden now, in this tag team match, he's almost nipping up like he's Shawn Michaels doing this whole thing. It was like he looked fantastic. He looked. It was so surprising. Like Going in, I was like, oh, God, come on. After that Goldberg thing, it was like, you should just stop. He was, but now I think he, this is going to give him the confidence. I think Undertaker is going to wrestle for another 20 years after this match. I'm just going to say it now. He's never going to, he's going to be the first guy to just not retire and wrestle after he's dead because he's the dead man. He can do that. Um, I do think that they, they were trying to like push the extreme rules pay-per-view name for this match. And it just kind of seems silly because they are still PG and there just wasn't anything extreme. Like everything they would do with weapons or outside of the ring, the announcers would be like, this is extreme. This is extreme. He hit him on the back with a chair. This is extreme. It's like, dude, yeah. I grew up I grew up yeah. with like 
headshots. This is not extreme. I grew up with flaming tables. Yeah. Uh, chair shot to the back is tame, bro. This it's is not tame. extreme. But yeah. why even have the why like their it's their choice. Oh, dude, that's been my gripe. I, why I, have pay per view? God, I thought this show, if you just name it something different, in, is way better. In like, your dude, house, name it something. Di- yeah. That'll dude, get all the marks to throw back to. Oh yeah. Oh man, Great. I would love it. You would. I what? would give every match an A. I'd be like, it's called in your house. I don't know. It's an A. It's in your yeah. house. I mean, come on. This is amazing. But you got to call it Extreme Rules and I, and I, I don't know, man. So oh, I agree. Shane was very impressive, man. Shane, God, I, he's better than a lot of the guy, their main guys. He he did a whole bunch. You know, Shane does the elbow off the top to the outside yeah. to take her on the table. Um, Elias that one. Yeah, Elias hits uh, Taker with a guitar. Um, man, uh, the coast to coast. Uh, Shane does the coast to coast, and then they do like the Taker rising up, and Shane kind of misses Mark and had to uh, butt scoot over to him a little bit, and they got yeah. that on camera. That was a. I wish they would have executed that better, but that's so hard to do. I mean, Taker's laying there on his back with his. He can't see. And he, you know, they must have had yeah. a little tap thing planned and i don't i think shane kind of messed that up but it wasn't it wasn't the worst roman uh spears uh so Mac, uh, mcintyre i'm i'm all over the place i'm all over the place so there was a great shot of taker uh with a throw oh, cut the ca- dude the camera angles on that oh, though, like yeah phenomenal like and then, then mcintyre standing behind oh him. it was so well shot dude right so and well then, shot then you got Roman with the spear to McIntyre oh. out of nowhere. Like the camera didn't ruin it. Like it was. No, like, it was perfect. Yeah. It was so perfectly so got, done. Yeah, there was close-ups, and then you get the and then but the like McIntyre standing behind him. Sorry, I'm 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 stuttering. I'm sorry, everybody. It's all I'm good. Getting, it's all good. He's excited. But, yeah. Like what you said, that that camera shot. I don't like that's WWE right there. That's yeah. that takes time because he does the throat cut, but then like McIntyre rises up behind him. Like he comes like I don't know if they planned that, if that was an accident. Either way, phenomenal. Yes. And then again with camera angles, Roman Reigns gets that spear out of nowhere, and that's again because of the angles that they were doing. Taker with the tombstone for the win. Taker just looked so good. I gave it a B plus, and I get that plus just because of how bad Taker has looked in literally the past five matches. Maybe, maybe I'm going too high with five, but I know they went to Saudi Arabia twice uh, where it's he's been a long bad. time that he's been pretty rough. I'd say five yeah. is yeah, five is generous I, in my opinion. Again, but you know how I'm, I feel about I'm Taker. Joking. So. I know you hate Taker. You said he was the worst wrestler of all time. Oh, I did I not say that. Good <laughs> lord. I, I'm joking. And I'm joking about sticking steroids in his hips, but I'm joking, but I'm serious. I don't know how he went from the shits to just looking fantastic again. It was it was a good surprise. I loved it. I love seeing Taker like that. And I really hope he does wrestle for another 10 years. What did you think about the Phenom, The Undertaker's return to a regular W? I don't know. When's the last time he wrestled on a regular WWE pay-per-view? Not some Saudi Arabia show. It's been a while. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Um, it's been a while. I mean, I'm not, I'm not actually sure. I think he wrestled like after Mania, I want to say. Or, no, that was the show. Yeah, Super, the Super Showdown or whatever it was. Does that? I, I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe our, our listeners can tell us. Mania. Uh, I, mean, I know he does manias, but I'm talking about not a mania and not a Saudi Arabia. Was he on mania this year, though? I don't yeah, think yeah. he was on I'm mania. Not, I'm I don't not think even he had a match on mania this year. 
Maybe he not. might have been on the show, but I, I don't even think he was on the show this year. I don't I'm, think he was on Mania this year. I'm saying just like a not even even if he was on Mania, I'm saying when was he on a show, not a Mania, not a Saudi Arabia or whatever or wherever they are, just a regular like back in the day I call them in your houses, you know the regular Judgment Day, Extreme or whatever you want to call it. Like it's been a while since this dude was on some just random and it all happened random when he came back just now. I was like what? So, yeah, he was not on Mania. He was not on Mania. He wasn't on. So he wasn't even on Mania. It's been a while since he's been on a on a WWE pay per view like this. But uh, I digress. What did you think about the Phenom and all the other gentlemen that were in this (laughs) match? Yeah, 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 dude. I, I, uh, man, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was a strong start from like Drew and Roman to 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 kick it off. Uh, And Taker came in like from his first tag in, like just his first like first shine in the match looked like significantly quicker like he look, and that's i say quick not fast like he looked his response time was just right, right. quicker like he just looked he looked great he looked younger for sure he looked like he was in great shape it was a great exchange between taker and mcintyre and dude i like i wrote in my notes i'm shook like i i was like yeah wow like the undertaker looks great like i i, I mean Especially how like I've I kind of I did definitely dog him in the last episode last episode but like <laughs> well Mac yeah. hey, I for, I'm sorry McIntyre looked huge standing up to take her I just popped yeah, him oh in. yeah I mean yeah, we're thinking dude, them look, two yeah, standing like, next to each other I was, I was like, like oh Whoa. this is a fight yeah yeah, yeah I got, dude I was it got me it got me in that like WWF style yeah. like exactly. like stare down like only they have, they can do I mean no other company has ever been able to pull off those kind of dramatic moments in wrestling and that's why they're the number one company like there's and that's that's probably why they're gonna stay the number one company but that's okay that's a good thing in my opinion uh yeah man Taker looked great solid work by Roman too uh that guy gets overshadowed he did a really good job taking the heat he did a really good job selling and, and you know obviously Taker got that hot tag you know we saw those big spots the big elbow drop uh and so with the alliance, when the Elias interference initially happened in my notes, I wrote it down like, oh, this is going to be it. Like, this sucks. Like, like yeah, a yeah, terrible yeah. way to end this match. But I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad that they honestly, they use the interference. It's, it's like everyone in the back knows, too. You know what I mean? It's like everyone knows that the opinion of The Undertaker is going down across the board. And I felt like this match made him look like a phenom again. It made him look like a monster again. And like, that's what they, that's the only way it's going to work. Now I will say that with the Alliance, the the Elias interference, it leads me to think that Taker is going to get back into the fold a little bit more, which could be terrible. Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it could, it could be bad. It could be. I I think they need to keep this up. I mean, yeah, but I mean, could he keep this up on a week to week? Probably not go on the road. Not even that he would. I'm just saying like, yeah. Don't overexpose him. Like, give him to me three or four times a year. Even if it's not – even if he's not, uh, not on Mania, that was fine. Don't put him on SummerSlam. That's fine. But if you want to throw, throw him on, like, the Elimination Chamber, throw him in, like, the, the throw him in the Royal Rumble, that would be a cool spot. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, things well, like that. I don't, I don't like the whole, like, Triple H, Undertaker thing. I, Undertaker started it, but I don't like the whole – I only wrestle at WrestleMania. Yeah, that like, sucks. I come out two months before WrestleMania. I don't like that. It was works a few times when Undertaker was still semi prime, but right, yeah, uh, not yeah, even yeah. prime, but semi still uh, not an old man. But yeah, I don't like that. If you're gonna, it, it, I would have loved Undertaker all those years to just have come back like this and done a cool little story, yeah. a little yeah. uh, two month yeah. story or whatever yeah. with whoever, and make a guy because you can make a guy. 
like you Elias. And I feel you like didn't that's just what need do. to make. They made uh, Brock with him. You don't. You don't stop there. He's done. Yeah. He's the freaking yeah, Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. And Elias. And honestly, like I Elias. hate his gimmick, but Elias. But I mean, it is over. It's over. People enjoy it. So I mean, it, I only. I feel like you and I both. We play guitar. We're both musicians. So that's yeah. why we hate it. But if I we guess. weren't, I, yeah. I would. If I, I honestly, I know. If I know for a fact that if I wasn't a musician, I would probably really appreciate him a whole, significantly more than I do. But naturally, it's hard to imagine that I just don't know anything about what he's doing. Right, you know? right, 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 right. Exactly. It's just, just so hard to take yourself out of that mindset, so and it's not possible. So that's sorry. We're from yeah. Nashville. You're gonna get our opinions. This is the way it works here. Elias is gonna get pooped on. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, like I mean, man, the match was good. It was a really damn good match considering it was a throw together tag match. Uh, they did a really good job of making this story important, like making me care about this match. Uh, and again. Uh, dial that in, since for all of our fans here, Uh-oh. it's because of Shane McMahon. Because oh. Shane McMahon has been doing that like weekly work to get to get this angle over. Okay, so stop pooping on Shane. Like it's stop acting like oh it's just Vince wanting to push Shane. He's pushing Shane because he knows what he's doing. Because Shane is good. He is talented. Is he overexposed in the ring? Absolutely. He shouldn't be in the ring as much as he is, but using him as, as with Drew or like almost having it like they almost have like that stable now. It's almost like a new heelish like uh, four horsemen with the revival and Drew in him. It's all like the big money club, you know, the big players club type thing. I like that. I love I think that's cool. Like um, and, and, and like, honestly, that's going to lead us into the next match, which is. Uh, the Revival versus the Usos. There were significantly more matches on Extreme Rules, so we're going to cover uh, a, a couple of these back-to-back. But yeah, this is one of them, man. The, the, the Revival versus the U- Usos for the Raw Tag Team titles. And I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it on this one. Do it. Uh, these are two of the best tag teams in the company and possibly the best two tag teams in the world. I did just say that. I know all you Young Bucks marks are just like flipping your lid right now, but these two, these two teams are... In my opinion, some of the best two tag teams in the world. Uh, and, dude, this match was a solid tag team match. It was really hard to follow. It was really – this is – okay, so I think the booking is getting better in WWE. The booking, the storylines, how they're presenting everything is is slowly getting better. But the layout of this show was not as good as the layout of their previous shows. I would not have put a tag match right after the opening tag match. You know what I'm saying? Like, they literally could have switched – they could have put Alistair Black and Cesaro here and gave it, you know, like, because that would have still gotten the crowd hype. They would have never, like, had any downtime. Because then when you switch back to the Usos and the Revival, you have a little bit more into it. But, yeah, man, that's that, that was my only gripe here. Because, honestly, like, the match itself was fantastic. The lineup should have been a little bit adjusted, but it was great heat from the Revival. Uh, some solid hot tag spots. Really good tag team match. The Revival went over after their finish, and, man... It was really good. I gave it three stars, so I gave it like a B to a to a B plus. Uh, what did you What did you think about the revival versus the Usos? Not much more to add because I agree with you. Uh, two great tag teams. My first note: two great tag teams. They both know, and and more so for the revival. Not taken away from the Usos, but the art of tag team wrestling. There is an yes, art to tag team wrestling. Yeah. The Usos, it's in their blood. They have tag team yes, wrestling. Yeah. They have generation. They have two different generations with their uncles or cousins or whoever they are to them with tag teams, whether it be um, the Wild Samoans, right. or the Head Shrinkers, whatever. So, got Yokozuna, uh, the, the, yeah. whatever. Rikishu Fatu, yeah. they got it. But the yeah. Revival, 
they got it too. They know it. Dude, they yeah. got it's the art of it. Dude, the yeah, art I, of I feel it. like I feel like all four guys like none no no one out of those four guys is looking for a singles career. They all want to be just the best tag teams they can be. Like I don't see Dash fantastic. Wilder or Scott Dawson becoming singles guys. I don't think they even want to. I think they're dedicated to being a great tag team. And that's a lost art and I I really hope it's coming back. It is man, a lost. like that those that, those like mid 80s to mid 90s times for tag teams was phenomenal. Even in the attitude area some great great times for tag teams even though most of them split off to become single stars. I mean, those were that's when tag team wrestling was phenomenal. Uh, I mean, and and yeah, dude. Sorry, sorry to interject. I just wanted to stick that in no, there. What did you think about that? So so back to what I was saying to the about the IC title. That's what it's about. It's about the art of tag team wrestling. It's about uh, rising up the middle of the card and making it mean something with that IC title, but also the middle of the card is the tag titles, and that art of tag team wrestling makes it entertaining. Having a good story, like a ladder match between Sean and Razor for the Intercontinental title, people, everybody thinks the way to get WWE back the way it was is to be cussing and flipping the bird and being R-rated. Which they're already trying to do again. Which they are, but that's, that's... so what? If we have the main event doing that, it's going to be the exact same. We're going to be in the exact same boat. The way to get to where we were is even – because in the Attitude, it wasn't just in the New Generation era and before that. It was even in the Attitude era. Everything and, – and I hate to say it. Russo was really good at that. Vince Russo was good at that. Everything had a really good story and everything yeah. made I sense. Agree. And having – but you need good performance. Even when the wrestling was awful. Yeah, even when the wrestling was off. But if you have good performers who know the art of tag team or good performers like Shinsuke Nakamura, which I, who I think is one of the greatest of all time right now – or not – I'm sorry, maybe not one of the greatest of all time. One of the greatest doing it right now, even though he hasn't proved it that much in WWE recently. I think Shinsuke is amazing. I've seen him do some great stuff. Finn Balor, yeah. put these put, – get uh, Cesaro, like Jesus, Cesaro. I mean – yeah. You need this stuff. That's what I think. It's more about uh, making this everything mean better with good story. Not just you could do it without making it PG. Do I? I hope it gets more PG thirteen because I like that more. But I think yeah. stuff like this. And I think that they could ride the line too. It doesn't have to yeah. be full on like tits and ass and like you know like attitude era. It can be in between. You know what I mean? It can be yeah. edgy and still not be obnoxious. You know what I mean? Like right. and I, but, I, I yeah, I hope that's the way they go. Yeah, my point is, though, is that you can't just do that and it work without anything else. You can't just all of a sudden get edgy. They can't keep what they were doing and be edgy, and all of a sudden the ratings are going to go through the roof. You got to have these good tag team stories yes. that show what we're saying A about good the mid card. card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to have good mid card. You got to make the IC title, do all that, and make it a little more edgy. I think that is the key to success. But what do I know? I'm just a guy sitting here and middle tennessee i don't know anything what do i think about this match uh i love the revival playing dead uh for the referee after i don't know i that was kind of like old school and cool they like a guy would play dead lay there when the referee was looking at him and the referee would turn her back around and they would act like they were that nothing was wrong that was something i've actually never seen before and if i have seen it it never stuck with me like it did there other than that i i agreed with you 100 percent with everything you said both teams really impressed me Revival wins. I gave it a B. I think that's exactly what yeah. you said. So I can't say much more. 
than that about the match. So what? Yeah, are man. we back to AEW after that? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it was, it felt, it did feel new. It felt like they were, they were shooting for, a, a, you know, a, a new, a new energy in the tag team yeah. division. And I appreciate that. So, you know, obviously, speaking of new shows, we jump back over to AEW's Fight for the Fallen. And right before, I just want to touch, like, uh, kind of towards the end of the pre-show here. Uh, they they uh, they had a solid promo uh, by by Kip Sabian uh, and, and you know an intro for good old Jr. I will say that they had like an exchange on the commentary booth that we saw you know and, and all the kind of like it's kind of becoming a staple for AEW. But this was significantly more crisp. Uh, the three man booth on this commentary card it felt like they're kind of developing that chemistry. It felt like they're tr- really trying to make it work. Uh, it possibly even felt, especially at this spot right here, right before the main card starts, it felt maybe even a little rehearsed. But that was that's okay. If that's what you have to do to make it work, then that's what you have to do to make it work. Uh, you can definitely see that Jr. is taking more charge, whereas I, I feel like before he was more like, "What's going on? Can somebody right. help me here?" Whereas now, I, like this this show, um, I, I definitely felt like you could tell he was he was the man in charge and the in the center of that booth, and I and I appreciated that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the main show kicked off and I didn't notice that they were actually 17 minutes late to the actual open for the quote unquote pay-per-view oh, wow. for, the, for the free streaming thing. And like, that's, a, that's a nerdy thing that you notice when you're a mark, but like, you know, they obviously can't do that on a paid pay-per-view. So I really hope, hope they figure that out for before all out happens. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, again, because this was on Saturday, the, I thought the opening package was fantastic. I thought the, the production value was great. I, re- I really enjoyed it from, you know, from that, from what we saw on the pre-show to see that package, I thought it was a step up from the pre-show, which was great. What did you just, just your, just your notes on the opening package there? Man, I thought it was like a classic, reminded me of one of those 90, 90s um, packages that WWE used to do. I wish I could remember the guy's name. Um, I, I learned it from another podcast. Um the guy's name who actually put those packages together really reminded me of that. And I loved it. Felt very old school, felt, felt very old school. I, I loved it. Um, and, and again, and then I already, I kind of already touched upon this. I jumped the gun a little bit. I said, uh, you know, I feel like AEW really is that old school WCW WWE mix. You know, they, he, they mix the two, the good things from WCW because WCW had very few good things, honestly. Uh, <laughs> And then they mixed the great things about that old WWE, and I saw it. I saw it here. And then another thing you said, it was kind of that, um, what was it? That that WCW um, Bash at the Beach pay per view type things. It felt like that, or you know those outdoor pay per views that WCW felt. That was my first reaction. Um, I really, oh, the amphitheater. It was that amphitheater setting, that layout. That was that was cool. That was yeah, different. I, yeah, was I, cool. I enjoyed it. So so basically that's it. That that was my thoughts on. Uh, on that on that opening um cool yeah yeah so so it led straight into the uh the six-man tag which was uh mjf versus uh sammy Guevara versus uh, mjf sammy Guevara, and sean spears versus darby allen jimmy havoc and joey janela um i really like how they had uh an actual entrance video for each guy like uh, they showed. I noticed like, that. That, yeah. that was cool. I, I think that's that's definitely you know a step in the right direction to to, to keep kind of moving things forward. Um, definitely adds the production value. And I, and this is another thing I noticed. Like again, Janela still has a ways to go. He still needs to get his body to where he needs to be. But you know if you if we go back to the first AEW show that we covered, the Double or Nothing show, to now, 
his you can see a difference in his body. He you can see that he is working on it. You know what I mean? You can see that he is trying to get more into shape. And I definitely I appreciate that. I noticed that. Um, I feel like again I'm going to say it again. Once he gets his body right, he's going to be an absolute star. Like there's no way around it. Uh, all these guys are over with the live crowd too. And that and that was. That was pretty cool, and I thought that they actually kept a pretty solid, slow pace. They let the the audience digest everything that they were doing. Uh, everyone was getting their spots, but nothing felt forced. Uh, Jimmy Havoc like had it threw up like at least a dozen birds in this match, which was a little funny. Like he was just throwing the bird to everybody, which that was like almost popped me after like the fifth one I saw. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean there was some really cool stuff in here. A really cool super superplex spot by uh, Havoc with Caveira and Allen. Um, had a great exchange with him as well. Uh, Janela delivered a sick, like, Death Valley driver uh, to Caveira. That was pretty cool. And then Sean Spears kind of gets the win over Allen with that, like, running, diving um, Death Valley driver, the DVD, which I thought was cool. And I thought the whole match was really well booked. I thought it was good writing, having Spears go over the guy that took Cody to a time limit draw, considering they're really building that Sean Spears versus Cody Rhodes angle and i think that this definitely did a great job to add to it without hurting the other guys in the match really uh and they so i felt like everybody kind of had to come up from this uh and the match was solid there was there weren't any stutters i gave the match three and a half stars which would have been a b plus to like an a minus uh what did you think about this six-man tag man yeah so i actually really liked it i remember darby allen from the last show he really impressed me. So I saw him. I was really excited to see him. Uh, and then again, I kept having the thoughts about the people. See, I'm thinking my thoughts about it are always going back to AEW versus WWE and making it legit. And I want, cause I want AEW to be legit and I want it to be competition. And if I'm being Frank, I want it to be a war and yeah. people like Jimmy Havoc scare me because they, he looks so small He's not that great. His only reason he got to the dance is because of his his hardcore stuff, in my opinion. I, I don't know, but Jr. That's did definitely a good, the case. That's you're definitely right. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. Jr. did a good job though at trying to help. He used uh, he he said about he was kind of hiding using his negatives <sighs> as a positive. Um, you know, it was like at the perfect timing. Havoc gets in the ring, starts doing stuff, and. It was almost like Jr. thought, and I saw this a couple times of the night where Jr. really was—you could tell Jr. was feeling what I, I marks were feeling, or, or smart marks, I guess, were feeling because uh, Havoc gets in the ring and Jr. Jr. starts saying, you know, uh, he's so uh, lanky. He uses the word lanky, I believe. He's so long. No, long. He said that he's so long. He didn't use lanky, but he meant yeah. you know long and lanky that he can use his body to tie you up. And different because yeah. because havoc put him in a thing and it was like Jerry was trying to you know hide the negatives help and make put him, him over yeah 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 and yeah. help put him over and that's what the commentary is supposed to do. Um, start of the match I didn't think was good. I thought it was slow and boring. Wow. You know, and these okay. matches can be a hodgepodge and I understand that. And there was something to the opening of this match that felt very slow and and boring. Um, the crowd popped for darby like whenever oh he yeah tagged in, he tagged in for like a quick second and was back back out in the crowd you could tell that he's the star he was the star for me personally i was like oh that guy i uh, that guy was awesome um and the crowd was uh was very in 
to touch on the thing you were talking about with Janela, I didn't think he was good in the ring. I didn't I I put he needs to work out. I didn't see any improvements there. I think, man, you have this opportunity. You knew you had this opportunity way before the first pay-per-view you were signed with this company. He doesn't – he seems like he's taking it for granted. That's my opinion. Come at me, bro. I don't care. I've I've seen him in, in person. I just am not – I'm not a fan. I, I don't think he's very impressive. I, I know a bunch more indie guys that are, are a lot better than uh, Janela. I, I don't get it. He's short. He's pudgy. He's not good in the ring, in my opinion. Um, I really just wanted to see Darby this whole match, to be honest. Like that guy, he did that whole uh, arm drag or or hip toss. I don't know what it where. Yeah, it was an arm drag where he threw his body in the air. He's just he's very talented. He is small though. Um, everyone was able to get their their stuff in in this match. All the all the wrestlers there, they got to do some very. Everybody was very impressive. I mean, I could go down and name everything they did, but everybody yeah. was doing impressive spots. And, you know, it's not a spot fest. You can't just sit here and dog it and say it was a spot fest. With all these guys in the ring, everybody had to get their stuff in, let them get their stuff in. And, yeah, it was a spot fest, but it was impressive. It was entertaining. It was, it was good, and the crowd loved it. The crowd really loved it. They were entertained. I was entertained with everything. Uh, Janela, at one point on the outside of the ring, chose that t- time to look at the camera and use that to go in his Twitter war with Jim Cornette, which I thought was very funny. He uh, flipped off the camera and said, F you, Cornette, uh, because him and Cornette have gone back and forth with each other because Cornette dogs on Joey Danella. I thought that was kind of funny, but kind of like, I don't know. What, what are you doing out there? Um, I think it's a work, bro. No, I think it's a work. I think it, I, do, it, I think Cornette will definitely be working for AEW shortly. I hope he's not so. already. I like, hope so. But they've been going at it for a, before AEW is even a thing. But maybe they are turning into a work. That'd be great. It was a very small little moment where they where he did that. But um, you could tell that they knew the crowd and people at home were into Darby Allen because they kept him out of this match for a long time, and he finally got that. T- he was the only one to get the hot tag. He comes in. He was great. Selling the ribs. Did a great job selling. Uh, Sean Spears gets the win. Uh, I'm right there with you. Uh, I didn't give it an A or anything. I did give it a B plus. You know, for such a hodgepodge type match with all those people, I think they they did a good job. Everybody got their stuff in. I gave it a B plus. Yeah, so I feel like we're we're pretty much on the same page there. Uh, But yeah, man, I mean, all right, so let's jump back over to the other show there. I, I feel like at this point, you know, if you're, if you're talking about bodies and that's that's a make-or-break thing, then I feel like you don't have any room to complain for this next match. And I'm pretty sure you have a lot of notes on this one to begin with. So I'm going to let you go ahead and jump into this one. Uh, it's going to be Alistair Black versus Cesaro. Uh, and I can just already tell that you were hyped. So just take it away, Cass. Let me know what you thought about Alistair yeah. Black versus Cesaro. Let me get into it then. Let me get into it. So... Cesaro is so good. He's so quick. He's so athletic. And I know all of y'all know that and heard that. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and just tell you how much he's great. But I will say I agree with that. That he is great. Um, he really is amazing in the ring. I mean, I just every time it's like it impresses me. The little there, there's nuances that he does yeah. that that are are just are are really good. And then I have a whole little paragraph here that I was writing about. The IC title, I've already said that, so i got to just skip all that because mainly when I was watching this match, my thoughts were, you know, the IC title 
needs to because th- there was no real story with this match. I mean, there was a story with this match, but like Cesaro could be a because ch- I don't see Cesaro as a WWE champion, but I see him as an IC champ, and I see him as like a dominating IC champ. And you have this yeah. story around. You could just build a story around. For some reason, Cesaro really catches me as just yeah. an IC champ, and you could really yeah. build it. I don't see why they don't do that. Cesaro I, I, should be the guy that you have to go through to get to the main yeah. event. Like, I mean, he he's the be, classic Mr. Yeah. Perfect. Yes, exactly. Shawn Michaels in, yeah. in like the Bret early Hart, 90s. Those, those times, Bret Hart yeah, yeah. In, the, in the real early 90s. And I mean, why don't they do that? And they, they could do that. It's just like, I don't, I don't know why they don't do that. I don't think it was a bad match. Um, it didn't really have any heat with the, like the crowd. The crowd didn't really care. Um, neither did I, honestly. I was kind of looking away at my phone at points uh, in the match. Um, so that kind of, because there was no real reasoning for anything. Um, but it was, I mean, it was a good match. It it really was. Aleister Black wins, which I kind of saw that coming, you know, they're trying to build this guy and it made sense. And, and, and Cesaro is the guy to make you, I guess. But, um, it it, it didn't kill Cesaro. That was how they did the, they had the long match. Like they had a long match. So, so Aleister Black wins but they have such a good match that you you you're putting black over and you're making him look great but i don't think and i don't know if you agree with this or not i don't think it made cesaro look weak or bad at all i think after this match i was uh, both of them they did a very good job at both of them after this match looked great like it was like i was i was sitting here thinking man cesaro should be the tag for tag should be the intercontinental champion after this match you know and alistair black looked great too so it was like yeah that they did a great job booking in this match that even though there wasn't much heat like i said with the crowd at the end of the match with just the athleticism maybe they both came off looking very very strong i i only gave it a c plus and i think mainly was because i didn't care about the match as in whoever won or lost and I don't think the crowd did either because the crowd really seemed dead. What did you think about Cesaro, Alistair Black? Man, I, I love these guys. I like both guys. Uh, again, like like I said before, I felt like the placement of, of the match is why the crowd was not into it because I felt like the in-ring work and what they did was fantastic. I actually thought the match was really, really good. Uh, it was it was fast from the jump, but it was technically sound. It all made sense. They weren't rushing through spots, but they had a quick pace. Uh, and that to me is the art. Like you can be fast as long as it's all technically sound and it all makes sense. Uh, and man, like, yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed the match. At one point in my notes, I said, apparently this show is all bangers. Cause like thus far, you know, we're, we're, we're three matches deep into the main card. And we obviously we had the two matches on the pre-show and like, I was, I was hype. I thought this, I thought this match was really good. I thought almost every match on this card had been really good up to this point. Uh, that was incredible striking. I mean, just some stiff shots. Uh, it led into like the black mass and you know black getting the win. And I I loved it. I gave. I mean, I didn't I didn't love it to death. I gave it a B plus to an A minus. So I you know I gave it three right. and a half stars. Uh, so yeah, I mean I really enjoyed the match. Uh, but yeah, I mean if if you want to just keep rolling here, I I actually kind of enlightened it like the the twenty four seven title like segment here with Truth uh, and Bliss and Nikki Cross. And that led straight into the Street Profits, like, and they kind of had their moment on TV with the NXT titles, which I thought was cool too. I enjoyed that they're I like, really like getting that. a rub. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, I really like this tag team. I think that they're, I think that they're good enough, and I also think that they're 
like commercially marketable enough to where like Vince would like them to where they won't get buried like every other NXT tag team kind of has. Uh, so that's, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing them on the main roster someday. But yeah, that's going to take us to Nikki Cross uh, and Alexa Bliss versus Bayley uh, for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And uh, that, like, okay, this is the match that should have been on the pre-show to me. And Balor and Nakamura should have been here. Uh, in the perfect world, I feel like this would have been the perfect spot for it. It's pretty much midway through the card. That You know, to me, the IC title has always been the workhorse, like, you know, mid-card title. So I, I felt like this is what's, what should have been switched here. And I get that, like, women's wrestling is on the rise. Uh, but obviously, this match specifically is not the end of this angle. So I still feel like it would have been a hot start because, again, because the women's division is on a rise, even for the live crowd, it's like, you know, if you just open the show up and Bailey's music hits, the crowd pops huge. And then you could have pulled this off. I, I actually think they would have benefited more from being on the pre-show here uh, because – to me, it's not possible to actually have a really good two-on-one handicap match. They tried. They actually did their best to try to accomplish that. But on a pay-per-view especially, it was just it's just an awkward – it's an awkward setup. And, like, to, to me, it only, it only makes the team that loses look really bad. Like, it just – I just – I really don't like the concept for this, especially on a pay-per-view – um, so yeah, I mean, it wasn't really any fault of the, of, of any of the performers. They all worked really well. They all tried hard, uh, you know, but Bailey goes over after a top rope elbow and it was a, you know, the way everyone knew it was going to end because anytime there's ever a two on one match, the one person always wins. Um, so yeah, I mean, I gave it one and a half stars. So like a D plus to a C minus, uh, wh- what did you think about Alexa bliss and Nikki cross versus Bailey? I thought that uh, I would give anything to be with Alexa Bliss because she is just so amazing. And I think we all need to just maybe take a moment of silence. No, I'm kidding. She looked great. They all looked great. Um, I thought the co-championship thing, uh, that was just stupid. Like, Yeah, definitely. I, I, that was like, come on, man. I, I don't know. The crowd was not big on Bailey, who was supposed to be the the baby face. That's that tough. I think Philly crowd, right? They were in Philly. Um, yeah. That's a tough crowd, man. And and they were not feeling it. The blow ups and everything. I just felt bad for her there. But honestly, for like the in ring stuff, for a two on one match, that's kind of hard to do. I think it wasn't that bad. They did some creative stuff. They did it. They did it right. You know, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did their do best. To make, it's just a terribly yeah. awkward scenario. But, like, yeah, it was just yeah. You know, I, one of the coolest things they did. I don't even know if they meant to do it. Where she got stuck in the apron. Bailey got like stuck yeah. in the apron. I don't know if that was meant to to be, and they just went with it. It's almost cooler if that's what happened that they just meant to go with, that they didn't mean to do it and they just went with it. But either way, that was like cool. They're trying to be creative and fresh, maybe because they know it's a two on one match and everyone knows that two on one match is kind of a mess. Yeah. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, like you said, my thought was, why is this here? Why why would you not have? the Finn Balor Shinsuke match because to me Finn Shinsuke mainly still seems like a main eventer to me and maybe I'm just crazy and Finn Balor does too they both seem like these top top guys and they're in the pre-show but then you have this match and nothing happened nothing changed it was and we all knew nothing was going to happen and we knew nothing was going to change it felt like this this stale booking to get 
to another week. It was like every like you said, everyone knew Bailey was gonna win. Nothing happened here. Everything just booking wise sucked. The, the the wrestlers didn't suck. I'm not saying the match sucked. The the having this match for whatever reason sucked. Whoever booked it, this sucks. Um I gave it a C because I think that the wrestlers in, in the ring did a good job at, at making a two on one match work with right. it's like I if I was a booker, I'm never booking two on one because nobody wins in that scenario. Well, I mean, I give it a D nobody plus to a C minus. So I mean, it's not it's not yeah. that different off. But yeah. I, I I just I just I hate that concept so much that I, even though I saw that they were working hard, I just couldn't look past it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but speaking of women's matches, uh, you know, let's jump back over to the uh, the fight for the fall on show. And uh, you know, this little segue between um, that that first match, that first six man tag. They did a like a nice showing off of like B list celebrities and an NFL oh, yeah. star, and that felt real weird. It was like that was a waste of time. Like that should have been a better package. Like you've had time to make production. Like there should be way more backstage things happening, in my opinion. Maybe it's because you can't afford to build a set backstage yet. And honestly, that's like like I honest to God that I think that's what it is. I think that's why they're only showing us what's out front. Like they just don't have time to do that yet. Um but yeah, I mean, they had a, a video package here for Brandy and Allie, and they did a great job of, of really trying to make people care about this. Um, but they kind of failed. Yeah, I, no. mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, as far as between Allie versus Brandy, I mean, this, they, they, the booking was smart enough to like give them this match here. Uh, but kind of having like right from the jump, having Awesome Kong kind of come out and be like Brandy Rhodes heavy initially made interest more there. Like, you you just kind of like, okay, it's a little bit more interesting. Um, Brandy's just obviously still green. Uh, I mean, you can tell that she really is giving it her all and that she, like, uh, and, and she was better than I actually expected her to be. It, it wasn't, she wasn't terrible, uh, but she wasn't great at by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I mean, it was, a, they had a really cool, like, tornado snap suplex spot that she pulled off. Uh, and then, and, but I mean, all of her transitions were pretty terrible. Uh, Br- Brandy went over after distraction from Kong and like a, a big spear. Um, uh, and after the win, they had like the double team on Allie and then Aja Kong comes out and kind of makes the save. And so you immediately kind of switch all the, the focus to like awesome Kong versus Aja Kong, which is definitely a, a build for all out. And that's a, that's a more key match for any like Japanese wrestling fan for sure because that's going to be a knockdown drag out fight it's going to be really good like I know everyone like that's this is a sleeper match like everyone is like kind of already poo-pooing on it or not even talking about this but like to me this is a headline Aja Kong versus Awesome Kong at at all out is going to be great uh so with all that being said I gave the entire segment two stars because wow the match was about a half a star but Aja Kong and Awesome Kong got a star and a half on their own. So that, that's, Dude, that's where I'm at. There was problems from start to finish. So you have a great opening package where Brandy Rhodes is crying, okay? And I you got say it was a great opening package. It felt real forced to me. I liked it. I thought I was it was like, really? I liked, that was the only thing I liked, okay? You got uh, Allie. Is that her name, Allie? Yeah. She is acting chicken s-h-i-t heel okay <laughs> but she's then the baby they, face and then they come out and brandy is smacking her hands together playing to the crowd she's the heel 
And now he's the baby face. That made that was literally like, guys, you know better than that. What is that was like if AEW were to do that on their first show that I ever watched, I probably would have this feeling in my whole mind that like AEW just doesn't know what they're doing. Luckily, I've seen that they know what they're doing. This little match here, maybe because everybody's tiptoeing around Brandy because it's it's Brandy. I don't know who why this was a thing. Why would you have a package where she's crying, talking about how hard this is, how she's wanted to quit, and she didn't come off heel at all, and then she comes out there, automatically calls out Awesome Kong, and then laughing at the crowd, and it it wasn't... But why would Allie all of a sudden turn babyface? It just... None of it made... None of it made sense. They, it, just, it felt just ridiculous. Like... I, I couldn't get over that. And then how bad she was in the ring. Dude, you said it looked like she was trying to get... I, the, my first thought was, man, she's getting to wrestle with the Rhodes last name. She needs to realize the, the there's so much respect. She's getting to wrestle with that last name, and Cody, his own son, isn't. You're getting to come out as Brandy Rhodes. You got to respect that. Dude, you need to just be... You need to be Cody's manager, and that is it. And work as a manager or announcer because you don't have it. You're never going to have it. I saw way too much. There's no amount of training in the world that is going to teach her how to become a professional wrestler. I'm sorry, but that's just the fact that she does not have it. And I love her. I think she's uh, beautiful and sweet, and I know she means well. But, wow, was there too much here that was – was just really, really bad. I mean, there was, there was every little nuance was bad. Every little thing she tried to do, there were literally what, I, there was not one thing she did that was right in this match as a wrestler. She didn't know how. It's like, did she even watch tape? Has she ever been a fan of? I honestly don't think she's been a fan of wrestling. Correct me if I'm wrong. If anybody knows her, her history. No, yeah. She, she there's no way. Wrestling there's no this, way yeah. she was in the wrestling. After I watched this match, it was like. You so there's a, a few things you get just by being a fan. Not saying yeah. that you could be a fan and jump in the ring, but there's a few things you just get because you watched it. She's never yeah. watched. She don't, I don't even know if she knows who like Yokozuna is. It's like, hey Brandy, you know who Yokozuna is? Didn't think so because you're the shits in the ring. I gave the match an F. I don't care if Kong well, came out. King Kong could have came out. Wouldn't have sang the saved the match. This match was. Like an F upon F. I don't know how you give it two stars. This match was like the bottom of the barrel. I mean, she didn't even know how to like. Well, I mean, Yokozuna was the shits too. But that's going to take us over oh to 2000, 2019. Oh what? And the extreme. We've already had this conversation, Cass. We've already had this conversation. Yokozuna is the most. He was just big. He was terrible. He just he would just hold your traps and like sweat on you and breathe real heavy. Like. And have, like, two seconds of actual offense and, like, quickness. Sure, did he move fast in those 30 seconds out of a five-minute match? Yes, but overall, he was terrible. Anyway, moving on. Wow. That's all <laughs> Daniel. That ain't, that ain't me. He's one of the best big men to ever do it. He's okay. one of the well, greatest. Big, man, big man wrestling generally sucks. Not just big man. He's, he's actually one of the – he's literally – Don't think say he's one of the greatest. Dude, don't say that. Yo, you don't, believe, you don't even believe that. No, you I'm, don't actually believe that. Okay. I love Yokozuna. All right, here we go. Here we go. This is what we're going to do. I want you to start from the top. Just start from the top. I want you to start from the top and tell me your, like, greatest wrestlers. In no particular order, just start from the top and give me your, like, just go. 
Just we're go. Talking, well, because you always blend wrestler, and I'm not. Are we talking about like just in ring wrestler? Because I could do a list well, of. Well, when you say he's the greatest big man of all time, then you're talking about work rate. Because I mean, characters. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're. So do I need to do a list of greatest big men? Do I need to do no. greatest performer? No. Do I need to do this? You literally just said, I was He's like, one of the greatest. He's one of the greatest. And, of then, all time. and then I said, uh, and you said, no, Mick not just, just big, big man. No, yeah. Okay. Okay. So then tell me, one who of are the your greatest. greatest? Who are I'm your not greatest saying he's time? in the top five of greatest, but he's one of the greatest. So he's then when you great. say like one of the, okay. He okay. Might be in like the top 20. Yo, so then you can't, my top you 20. can't be number 18 and be one of the greatest to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's been going on a long time. You, cause you got to put people in there like, uh, Bockwinkle, Nick Bockwinkle, no, greatest I mean, of all time. No, because there's so many years of, of, of all. Okay, I'm, so I'm a student. Lifetime. I'm a student of. I'm not. I'm not just talking about from 1990 to no, now. I, but I mean, you, this well, is a I mean, long you, time thing should, going. Because He's, that's all. I mean, like, but that's all you actually know, though. Like that you've actually viewed. Like, I mean, you can go I, back and I've watch. A bunch of Nick Bockwinkle. I wasn't sure. born for Nick Bockwinkle. I, 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 I know about the Civil War too, and I could talk about that, but I didn't live in the Civil War. I mean. No, no, I, I know. But what I'm saying is, like, when you talk about great, because because there's been so many, like, generally, like, greatest of all time should mean like greatest of your lifetime, because perception is reality. So your lifetime is a long time. So you go based off of who is the greatest of your lifetime. You watch Yoko, so you put him in that. You put him in there. But it's like, especially if you say like you talk about the greatest of all time. Like if you're talking about ever for like from like gorgeous George till now, Yokozuna is not on the no, top one hundred. Like, yeah, he does. Yeah, no, he's he does. not. Yes. Yokozuna doesn't make the well you know what dude you know who's definitely not it's from my lifetime it's from my life but if we're just talking about my lifetime Yokozuna definitely makes like top if it's from just my lifetime of when I watch he makes the top 10 I'm a big Yoko dude who else would make well here's makes it uh Daniel Bryan and uh uh the guy you like I can't Seth Rollins oh cool absolutely you put okay. You would rather Zuna. watch a Yokozuna match yeah. than a Daniel ever... Bryan or Seth Rollins match. Yes, Yoko You're versus out Owen. of your damn mind. Yoko You're out Owen of your mind. Or Yoko and Owen Hart on a tag team is better than like anything I've seen between those guys. Oh my God, that is absolute. Okay, hot I want to. I don't want to watch the same match. If Seth Rollins can come up with a different match than the same one he's been doing. For the last five Yoko years, Zuna had five cool. total moves in his entire arsenal. Buddy, what are you, you talking do, about? Buddy, like, you gotta make mix it up. You make no sense. Okay, you know who? What two guys that like are definitely not in your top five hundred? Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. Okay, <laughs> that's that's they're definitely not in my top five hundred. But I will say, just from a pure power and impact like point of view, this match was booked the best way it could possibly be for these guys because it was like okay, so like. It was pretty much just brawling all over the arena. And I I normally don't like power, guys. We've already been over that. I normally don't like brawling in the crowd. Uh, but for the storyline that they've been trying to tell with these guys and using them more in like a as like TV people, uh, it all made sense to me. Uh, and it, it, it wasn't that it was great, but I, again, I felt like it was just really well booked. Uh, the spear through the guardrail, even though we've seen it for forever, it, it looked it looked good. They did it. They pulled it off well. Um, I felt like they were did a really good job of hiding their weaknesses and highlighting their strengths. It was a little too long for sure, uh, and it, I, I'm really hoping that it was the finish to the feud. So if if, if it was the finish to the feud, then it, I, I kind of understand that. If not, 
I might have a problem with it, but you know, Strowman gets the win after that big diving power slam, like off the end of the little crash pad they had or whatever. Uh, again, I, I wrote down like best possible match these two could have delivered. Uh, so I felt like they did their absolute best work in this match. Again, saying that, two stars. <laughs> I gave it like a C plus. Uh, what did you think about Bobby Lashley versus Braun Strowman? Yeah, you know, I wasn't expecting much between these guys, whether it be a, a, just an entering match or a no-holds-bar, last-man-standing match. Uh, I will say every little every spot seemed so set up, whether it be the merch stand. They did a cool—it was cool to involve the merch stand like they did and do a spot there, but all the way up until the main thing, it just—I feel like back in the day when they did it, it seemed more, like, organic and more, like, surprise, even though it's obviously set up, but— this stuff just seemed like very set up. And then him running through, it seemed very Hollywood. Like they made it where he can run through the wall, the the wood wall, after he did the move under the crash pad. And then you could tell that they obviously were going to the crash pad. They did a weird spot with a fan who had so much muscle, you could tell he was like a local wrestler. So like, Braun oh, threw yeah. him out of the way. It was like, yeah, that guy was, it was obviously weird. It's, it's a It's like there's a, there's a fan and he's like, no, Braun. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't do it, Braun. It's like, Why you're a fan. That, like, man. what are you doing? Like, but they planted that there. They not him out of the way. Ever again. Like, way to just wrestle at a fairground for the rest of your career because that is well, I'm terrible. I'm saying he was a plant. Like, he was no, a plant. Yeah. Dude, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, but it was seemed so obvious and it was like, why does WWE do that? I, I don't. Something about all this whole match, I did not like, and I actually gave it a C minus. Yeah. I didn't like, but now that I reflect on it, it's like I almost want to give it a worse grade because like I hate everything about that. That it was so like Hollywood and like, uh, but it's Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I yeah, agree with but you. These I are things that I don't like set either. Up stuff like. Why does it have to be that set up where like Braun runs through a wall? Like, because they on, can't pull. Man. It's not, dude. It's not the Dudley Boys and RBD. They can't pull off. They're not. Yeah, they can't pull right. off it like just improvised. Like they can't do that. It has to be set up for them. It was like I mean, a choreographed thing. I like calling it in the ring. I agree. Was I like, agree. Obviously, I agree. there's that's two different sides. I didn't mean. Yeah. To, I, said that i shouldn't have said calling in the ring but I, I don't like choreograph though you don't have to choreograph this seemed like they knew like they like literally walked this through 50 times like a hollywood set and i just don't like that i don't like that it's not my thing so but, oh yeah so what'd you say like a c minus then on that yeah, one C minus. okay yeah. well you know what i did like and you know what i've been liking and is, that i can notice in the actual direction change on both shows i like aj in the club man I like AJ oh, yeah. as a heel. I think it's a cool thing. And honestly, I think that you know Nakamura going over and putting Finn Balor out, I think we're going to see Finn Balor nurse uh, some groin injuries and some leg injuries he's been having. And I think he's coming back heel, and they're actually going to make a faction out of the club. And I think that that's going to be dope. Uh, I could totally see you know, SmackDown Tag Champions, AJ has the world title, and Finn has the U.S. title, and they're all like just a powerhouse. Like an actual powerhouse stable again, especially if you're moving more towards an edgy feel. If you're moving more towards an edgy feel, having that gang-like violence, having that, like, uh, that those factions again, that is important to, to making that work, in my opinion. Especially building up the mid-card, when you have a group that can kind of stay there in the mid-card and you can use other guys to make the main event guy look great, I think that that's always a good thing. 
Uh, so this promo here for me was great. Uh, and then that leads into the New Day versus Heavy Machinery versus uh, Brian and Rowan for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. Uh, what did you think about this uh, triple threat tag match? Well, I didn't get to say what I thought about the AJ Styles Ricochet match. That didn't happen. It was just a promo. It was just oh, okay. the promo was happening. Right? Oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. Cool. So where are we at now? <laughs> yeah. yeah, baby. It's the yeah, new, baby. Where it's New at? Day. It's New Day versus Heavy Machinery versus uh, Daniel Bryan. Oh yeah. And the, Eric the match yeah. on my list before the AJ match. Maybe I should yeah. read. Yeah. I was looking at. I was ready to go about it. I was ready to talk about AJ. It's, all right. It's all good. All right. So I actually love this heavy machinery gimmick, man. I actually like him, dude. The caterpillar, the he calls it the caterpillar, caterpillar, but the worm. Yeah, yeah. That Otis guy. He's I awesome, love him. Man. Yeah, he's he he's a great that. comedy guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, great. And you need that on the Cardos. I agree. I agree. He was good. And then he did the uh, he did the su- the fake suicide dive where like he he acted like he was gonna do it. I I mean I, you knew he wasn't going to. And then he ran and then just you know, went through the ropes and then jumped. Um, uh, Big E, Daniel Bryan spot. Big E looked like a champion for some, for some reason I was getting good Big E vibes in this match. Yeah, like, I agree. Big I agree. E was like, man, he was feeling like, he I did like what he was saying. Hit me. The New Day like looked revitalized, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Big E was saying, hit me. No, do it, dude. Like, do it. He looked very like hyped up and like, Cause Big E really is a badass, you know. Look at the look at him, you know. He's a big yeah. dude. Um, Big E came across a little bit different than normal, you know. He kind of the comedy. Usually he just stays comedy, uh, and he like really threw off the comedy and got real serious and real looked real athletic and real strong. And I was like, I like I thought I would like to see more of that from Big E, and I think Big E can can do a lot with that. I I can I could see. Him going a long way. Maybe one day when they break up, he turns he or something, or or maybe he's the baby face. But I, I could see him going a long way. New Day wins. I gave it a C. I didn't think it was anything special. I thought you know the the comedy spots were great and they they popped me. I love that Otis guy. His body shape's funny. Just the way he looks is funny. I think you know with the singlet and all that. I liked it. It was a C. It was nothing. You know, it wasn't a clinic or anything like that, but it was uh, it was good. It was a C. What'd you think? Yeah, man. I mean, it was definitely the popcorn match, uh, but obviously solid work from Brian. Uh, just you know, when, in his his moments in the ring, uh, this match kind of means uh, the least. Like the the impact of this match like meant the the least on the card, to be honest. So it's hard for me to really get like get invested emotionally into it. Or like any kind of drama, but you know, again, having heavy machinery and having those Otis spots, like it was entertaining in a comedy way, and it's almost like I felt like most of those comedy spots were almost like halfway into this match. So it's like people had gotten up and gotten their popcorn, and they were like coming back to their seats because during like after those like after that like uh you know that fake to the suicide dive and like the comedy pop where he just jumps off the apron like that was after that it like kind of started becoming more of a productive match. And people got into it. I mean, by the end of the match, they definitely had the crowd, and that's always what you want. I mean, when the New Day went over, the crowd lost it. I mean, that's I mean, six-time champs. Like the New Day is probably one of the greatest stables, probably most underrated stables of all time. Um, I feel like once they're gone, we'll definitely miss them. Um, but yeah, man, I ended up giving the match like about a C plus. Uh, you know, I'd say like a two and a half stars. So um, I, I was I, I didn't hate it. Uh, but yeah, man. So we're like we're like halfway between these two shows. We haven't been able to like compare 
you know, one-on-one just because there was such a match discrepancy, obviously, on the WWE side. But how are you feeling so far, like, halfway through these? Like, what, are you leaning one way? Are you leaning AEW here halfway through? Oh, or are you leaning, you know, I extreme think I'm, rules? I think I'm in the middle. I, I hate to be like that, but I think Dude, I, I agree. I, right like, now I'm in the middle. Like, from this point, like, from the halfway point, it's like yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying both shows for different reasons. Yeah, but it's but to like same kind of level of enthusiasm. Like I'm I'm really enjoy uh, enjoying it, and I feel like we haven't talked about the AEW show in a while. So let's jump back over there. Let's talk yeah. about uh let's talk about the um the Dark Order versus Angelico and Evans versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Man, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and kind of give you my notes on this one. Um, even though there was uh, right before the match, there there was more chemistry between the commentary team that we had talked about before. Uh, but I still don't like that. Pretty much after every match, just cuts to the commentary to fill time. Like they they're definitely gonna have to work on that, especially on TV. Like that cannot happen. Like you are gonna have to have backstage segments. Like you can't just you can't just put it on the commentary team and just have matches. Like that's not. That's real rinky-dink. You know what I'm saying? And, like, your mm-hmm. matches are so good, and you have great characters, too. Like, dude, MJF could have been all over this show with backstage promos. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it would have made sense. He could have built up, you know, like, there's other guys that have, like, wrestled on the like on other AEW shows that haven't been on the card that could have had, like, backstage segments here, too. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like they got to kind of figure that out. They need to have, like, a set that they can take with them all the time. I know that costs money, but, dude, you own an NFL team and a soccer team. I know you got those funds. Build a backstage set that you travel with. Just get one semi. I'm not asking you to put on Raw in an arena. I'm just saying get a semi and, like, have your own backstage set so you're not always throwing to the commentary team. Anyway, on to the match. The Dark Order versus Angelico and Evans. So I feel like they did a pretty good job. Well, at least they tried to do a good job of building up the Dark Order. Like, they haven't wrestled. This is the first time we're seeing them wrestling. And um, it was a much slower pace match uh than the last like three-way tag match that happened so like that was nice uh but but you know lots of comedy spots which i thought was kind of weird considering how you booked like the dark order up until this point like the fat one in the dark order like did a comedy spot with the referee and i hate that like I, i i really don't like that like catch your leg push you down you catch my leg push it down i'll catch it again then i'll throw it to the referee and then i'll hit you like that's so dumb. Like, I just hate that. That's like carny style wrestling. I'm not into that at all. Like, that's just, it's a, it's really silly. It's really cheap. It's really like remedial, honestly. It, it hurts the business, in my opinion. Like, I feel like in the 70s, people would have groaned at that kind of stuff. Um, and honestly, the Dark Order did not do anything in this match to make me feel like they were ever a legitimate threat. Now I feel like they're a jobber tag team, totally. I don't care that that dude has, like, other, like, guys come out in masks. Like, they didn't look great. I honestly feel like the Baldwin with the base paint, like, he seemed like a good wrestler when you got, he got his shine. But, like, dude, you are in the wrong spot. Like, this is, that's, this sucks. Like, the Dark Order is not cool. I was not into it at all. Uh, the Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, on the other hand, I love that, dude. That's very, like, 80s Nintendo style, like, it's like a boy with like his. It's almost like Mega Man and like Rush. You know, that's almost what it felt yeah. like. It's like it, it felt like Jungle Boy with his big hair and it's like kind of cartoony and he's always riding on. And Luchasaurus is just a massive human being. And every time he got in, in the ring, it was really cool. Like, I mean, they had like one spot where it was like a back suplex throw into like a double flip and a sit out power bomb, and that was like the most amazing double team move I've seen in a long time. Like, I like. 
I, I was in my bed and I was like, oh, and Chloe like looked at me and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Like I like, <laughs> I like, I, like that never happens. Like I audibly was like, oh my God, like, wow. Like that was really cool. Uh, but the dark order somehow got the win after like a gory special into like a inverted cutter type thing, a flipping cutter, inverted blockbuster, whatever you want to call it. The match itself was pretty good, but I just don't like the dark order. I don't like them going over here. I don't like the push they're getting. I just don't like them. Two and a half stars for me, C minus to a C plus somewhere in there. Sure. Somewhere. sure that's a little high. Uh, if I had to rate it and I did rate it. So I'll tell you about it. Um, first of all, the Angelico tag team, Dude's look with those shorts and everything. I mean, come on. They're and coming the off. And the bodysuit. Uh, and dude, the bodysuit. Like, just way too. It's really their look, too. Like, they're great wrestlers. If they just had a different gimmick and a di- uh, better gear, they'd be way well, better. One dude is so short, he's very built. And then the other dude is tall, but not built. And they just came across so indie. Took away, man. I, I, I know they want to be different, but you got to be legit and they take away from the legitness stuff like that was a bunch of stuff that aew did that took away from the legitness and they do it every every show there's a lot that they are doing right but stuff like that and there's so many people on the indies that are so much better than that that don't that wouldn't take away there's so many more people on the indies that i see all the time that wouldn't take away from your company i think that tag team just for me looking at it, it's like, what is going on here? Like, this looks like some low-grade inter- wrestling stuff. I mean, you got – I had to bring it up. The Carnies, Nick Iggy, Carrie Awful, they got a gimmick where they wear tights. They have good outfits. Dude, that would even go here. They're not even that big. Just somebody with some outfits, like some – you got to have a gimmick. That whole gimmick that they had. An actual tag team and not just and like an act, yeah, matching like, gear on two individual wrestlers. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And those, I, I, mainly the basketball, the swishy basketball shorts is what I call them. I call them swishy basketball shorts. That dude had just like, you don't, you, you, guys, we're trying to look like the big leagues right now. And you're taking away from the big league aspect that we're trying to create. Cause we're trying to compete with the world wrestling federation, world wrestling entertainment. And Cody obviously wants to compete with WWE. So stuff like that is like, well, why do you have that? There's all these yeah. other tag teams out there on the Indies yeah. that you could have well. out there that maybe they're not that big, but at least they look legit. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, this match gets you the first round bye for the tag titles and the tournament that they're going to have whenever they go to TNT, I believe, is what they said. Yeah, in um, October, by the way. They haven't announced the actual date, but it's coming really soon, right. so I'm pretty pumped for it. Like you said, they did some comedy spots uh, with Luchasaurus and Angelico. Um, I, I thought they did a great job making Luchasaurus look like a monster, but within doing that, you got another guy that's supposed to look like a monster in the Dark Order that got scared and ran off and tagged another tag team to come into the ring. I mean, you you have a, a scary mask on. Your whole thing is to be some monster with guys that come out, creepers that come up behind you. But then you stand up against the Luchasaurus and all of a sudden you act like a, a dweeb. It was like, that doesn't help your character at all in any way possible. Like, it did a great job making Luchasaurus look great and what you said there 
they're just going to be some jobber tag team. And that right there solidified it because Luchasaurus now was like the cane. He was the Undertaker. He was the monster in that match. They were, and nobody wanted to get in the ring with him. And then yeah. the Angelico tag team did a fun, I did like their funny spot where the one dude kind of talked him up like, no, you got this. You got this. Go do it. Yeah. Go do it. You go hit him. You're going to hit yeah. him. You're going to punch him. You're going to like, yeah. I love that. So I just crapped on those guys, but I did like that. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I honestly think it's their gear, man. I really it's think it's gear. their gear. Guys, switch the gear up. Yeah. Because that one shorter dude is jacked to the yeah. gills. If he ever saw me in public after this, he'd probably kill that's me. That's the thing, dude. Like, Angelico wearing the bodysuit, like, he is actually pretty ripped. I don't even know yeah. why. Why do you wear a full long sleeve shirt? It's so stupid. I can't he tell. Looks so dumb. He like, looks weird. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think it makes gear. him look smaller because it's sucking, you know, it's I agree. Yeah. Tight. Yeah, especially yeah. neon green and black. It's like it's slimming anyway. Like, you just yeah. look like a all you look like a highlighter, like a literal yeah. a literal highlighter. I know that high call that that highlighter color does not help. Anyway, <laughs> hodgepodge of a match, obviously. There's not I mean, how how do you even if you have the the greatest in the world, this many people in the ring trying to do tags and stuff, it's gonna be hodgepodge. I get it. So I, I don't I don't fault I, I don't take away I don't fault them on that. I mean it's gonna be hodgepodge. It it was way too long. It was like why are we going this long yeah. with this match? I feel like, like they should have had kept... more matches and less like 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 a yeah. couple more matches. Like that that kept taken away from like almost every match yeah, in the AEW. I agree. They were all it too was long. like some of the times it was like why why is this match this long? It like didn't he, some of the time it didn't even make sense. Like what are you doing out there? Um, I agree. I love that the uh I, I love a little guy that came out. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. I've seen him on the Indies. He got a little Marco stunt. Yeah. I love he keeps coming out AW. That's great. I only gave this a D though. I gave it a D. It was not good to me. Too much hodgepodge. And like I said, that doesn't yeah, mean I these mean, guys suck. Dude, it's, yeah, it's I hard, agree. It's hard to do this. Yeah, and, and and you're right, dude. Like, I mean, I know that you know Cody wants to compete with WWE, and he is in a way. But who he's really competing with is uh, NXT. And honestly, like the NXT commercials right before this next match, I felt like we're in the right spot. And I felt I felt like the like at this point too, like it's like you know we've seen like these commercial spots, and I feel like we is because we're, we're super nerds. This is super nitpicky, but like these things matter. I honestly think like. This was a perfect place to put an NXT commercial. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was really well-placed. Like, great product it's placement. Good like, and then, like, the way it all happened, to the overall product is getting better. It's noticeably getting better. I, I feel like you, if you watch this show objectively, there's no way that you can say it, it is not on the upswing from the past few pay-per-views that we've had. Uh, I mean, it, it was just it was just really good. And, like... I loved that, like, you know, it cuts to, like, a backstage, you were about to see a backstage interview, you know, it's, you know, New Day is, like, celebrating with their two tag titles, and they're about to get interviewed backstage, and then Paul Heyman just grabs the mic and walks through Gorilla, and, like, cuts, like, the whole, the way that was set up and the way that was shot was genius. It was Paul's idea. Of course it was. Of course it was. was, And it was beautiful. It was perfectly done, And, 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 you know... Love Heyman just snagging the mic from the new and and, and I also love like New Day just kind of like pausing for a minute and looking at each other and then just going right back to like celebrating yeah. like it was it was perfect way to do it like it didn't take anything away from the New Day so it just made a really cool entrance the promo of course was absolutely incredible because he's Paul Heyman and he's the best promo in the business no doubt about it um, yeah man what did you think about just that whole segment because I thought it was so good that it was noteworthy enough just to make notes about it what did you think about yeah. that. I mean, I I definitely 
like I said, I, 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 I'm guessing that was Paul Heyman's idea. Uh, I agree. I don't have much more to add other than I like that and that I agree as well with there's definitely a change in the product. Yeah, there's definitely a change. You can, you can tell it. that they're going a little more – they're going edgy, and they're doing different – they're not just edginess. They're just doing things different. Yeah. And this shows like stuff like this. They're just different. Not, yeah, it's not it doesn't all have to be edgy, R-rated, or PG-13 yeah. rated. It's just different. And that's, it's almost that's, like I'm still a WWE fanboy. I like AEW, but it's almost like I like AEW because I know they're gonna make my favorite yeah. promotion better. Like they're just gonna make WWE better, and like yeah. they're always gonna be my favorite promotion probably. I just can't. There's yeah. like there's no way. Yeah, I mean, I'm, and, I'm loyal. And I'm honestly, loyal. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's because of stuff like this. It's because of yeah. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Like, yeah, yeah. dude, so this, all right, so let's talk about, uh, you, you know what? I feel like the KG cast has been itching to talk about. Let's talk about this. Phenomenal AJ Styles. So, go ahead and give it to me. What did you think about AJ Styles yeah. versus Ricochet for the U.S. Championship? Well, I'm so glad AJ is back to a heel. I'm sorry if I'm a little late. I don't know how long he's been back as a heel, but I'm just kind of now getting there. It's I'm just not realizing. That he's a heel, and I love it because, man, he was great as a heel. He's been a heel and a babyface in WWE. He's been both, and he just kills it either way. It's like he's he's so good that he could do it either way, and he's great at it. Some guys are better as a heel or better as a babyface. Your boy AJ Styles, he's 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 great at both, but I do love him as a heel. It just he's yeah. really good at it. Um, I think AJ is the best in the world right now. I will say that. I say I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think AJ is the best in the world. Ricochet, on the other hand, is one of those uh, – he's got that Young Buck style, that no-sell style. But, man, he's been very impressive to me. I've watched some of his other – I've watched his other matches before the WWE. Ever since I've seen him in the WWE, though, he's impressed me with his high-risk maneuvers, his, his, his – the risks he takes – the, the moves that he does off the top is phenomenal, but he's been selling. He's been just a classic small guy who does moves off the top ropes, and he sells. I mean, he, he's not he's not doing anything wrong, and I was expecting a lot worse from Ricochet, and uh, he's, he's really impressed me. Um, I'm just uh, – another side note I thought about in this match and I wrote down, I'm just so glad AJ got his due. I mean, if we can just yeah. sit and think – what AJ has done, yeah. where he's he's stuck with TNA for so long, he knew when to leave TNA. He could have left. He should probably sh maybe he should have left sooner. Maybe he could have been to the WWE. He made good but, money. But you know what? Maybe if he would have left TNA a long time ago, maybe he would have just been like a Finn Balor and be in the pre-show right now. Instead, he waited. Yeah, he's older right now, but man, he did what he did at TNA. Did yeah. what he did in Japan, and now he's in the WWE. He held the title. They said it during the match, and I was like, that's when I thought about it. I was like, man, this guy, he got to – I never would have thought he was in – I never would have thought AJ Styles or Samoa Joe would wrestle in WWE. And AJ Styles not only is wrestling in the WWE, but he's still a top guy. He's literally never not Since been Since the top moment guy. he debuted, he's right. always been wrestling for a title and or in a held, huge angle. And he held the title for more than 365 days. Yeah. Not a lot of people do that. Yeah. So who's ever, done that recently ever other, it, yeah. than, other than John Cena and Brock Lesnar? Literally, there's not. AJ Styles is literally going to be up there forever 
I never. Uh, I think I, I think Rollins actually did in the Authority days. I think he he held the title. I want to say, or maybe it was actually. I think it was a little under a year. I think it was like 250 days or something like that. And, I, but, and I'm sure other people have done it, but it's not sure. like something they let everybody do. It's I think that right there shows the respect. I don't know something. Oh, Rollins and the Authority. I'm just getting nostalgic right now. I know I just mentioned it, but those those are the good old days. Those were good. Oh, oh, heel Seth Rollins. We miss you, heel Seth Rollins. Wait, yeah, I'll get to you. that. We miss you, heel Seth Rollins. I'll get to that right, awkward, right. awkwardness of Seth Rollins in this show. I just said yeah, sex right, Rollins. Right. Sex right. Rollins. Aisle. Because you could tell he was waiting getting, for the it's sex. It's getting steamy in here. It's getting All steamy. Right. Um, Do the Val Venus music. <laughs> Man, this match had good pace. They didn't do too much, and they sold. I mean, there was yeah. this match was all around great. AJ, um, did AJ get help? Did did AJ get help to win this match? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, kind of. Yeah. Match. I was. I just read that note. I was like, wait a minute. AJ got help to win this. AJ shouldn't get help to win this match. He's going to. But he's Rick a heel. Match. He's a heel. I get he's a heel, but you could still be. I mean, like when Sean, uh, guys, I keep bringing up Sean. I know when Sean was a heel, even when he had bodyguards and stuff, a lot of the time he wouldn't even use his bodyguard to win. That's the thing. AJ shouldn't have, should not have had help to win this match. That's the only negative. I gave it a B plus though. I mean, really, I don't even call that a negative. I just wish that they didn't do that. I gave it a B plus. This was almost an A. Yeah, dude. I mean. So for me, like I thought the club attacking before the bell rang was like smart booking. Again, good writing, a good nod that like things are changing. And honestly, I wrote like after just watching, like uh, you had such great notes on that. That's all pretty similar for me. But like, like just style, it, it was it felt like not like in the work in, in like the actual moves, but like the imagine if Ric Flair and Ricky Steamboat were like wrestlers in today's time. Like that's what this match was like. Like Ricochet did the slow selling and like really sold yeah. like the deep impact from like these moves, very Ricky Steamboat way. Like and like and very much like 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 dude, like Flair was a unique heel because he was a great wrestler, but he would slow the baby faces momentum down. But he was a good wrestler. It wasn't like yeah. he would. I mean, sure, he used the eye poke from time to time and, and like, the, 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 the classic low blow, but that was more the, yeah. st- the time. Like, AJ kind of did that, like, kind of, like, just cutting off the momentum and, like, frustrating the baby face. And, like, you know, like, and the spot was, like, his, his foot under the rope and, like, Carl Anderson, like, like he didn't – that was what, right. what I really liked. That's, Carl yeah. Anderson didn't move his foot there. He just jumped up and said, no, ref, you need to see this. Like, like and that, that, that awesome. to me was – that's good yeah. booking, man. Like, yeah. and those little nuances, like, I mean, because it could easily, it, you know, if you don't do walkthroughs and you just have a backstage agent, they could easily said, yeah, then Carl, you just put his foot on the rope or whatever. But they made sure to be like, no, no, don't put his foot on the rope. His foot will just be under the rope. You just point it out. Like, that's a nuanced thing that means so much, I feel like. Uh, like, but I mean, overall, there was, there was room between the high spots. The crowd digested it. It laid out. There were several times with the, you know, the referee counting the big counts for him. Like they're selling these big moves that they can. They're both oh, yeah. so athletic that the, and and like it was a spectacle. But they slowed it down. It's like it was a modern version of Flair versus Steamboat. It was a modern version of Steamboat Savage. Like that's kind of what it was. And like AJ was kind of pulling out some older moves that he used as a heel, like that scoop slam into the inverted like DDT. Like it's been a while since we've seen that. And I, I like that he kind of like keep certain moves in like certain personas. Like, I feel like that makes it 
feel even I'm, I'm more invested. Like he's using more of those Japan Bullet Club moves. It feels so much more four horsemen than like DX or NWO. Even though they do the two sweet, it feels very four horsemen to me. I loved this match. I gave it an A. I thought it was really, really good. Styles Clash going like the Super Styles Clash for the win. I I was really, really into it, man. I agree. Yeah, dude. So let's let's hop back over. To, let's hop back over to uh, the AEW show. Uh, it's gonna be. Um, we finally get a, a video package instead of a commentary chatter. And I literally wrote, "Thank God!" Like I was so happy to see a package here. <laughs> uh, like Kip Sabian versus Adam Page. I really just hate cowboy gimmicks, so I'm literally never going to call him Hangman because I think that that's so stupid. I also grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, and we used to have a theme park called Opryland. My dad worked at that theme park as a musician, so I actually – yeah, yeah. So I, like, rode on – like, I would just go in, and I would ride on the test rides, and, like, we had – there was a huge roller coaster there. Like, the kind of star roller coaster was the Hangman. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I remember like, I just remember the terrible soundtrack and all the, <laughs> I, I just remember like all these Southern, like terrible. I just remember it being really cheesy. The ride was great, but it like the line was awful. And anyway, that's why I have a hard on for like hating on cowboy gimmicks. It's just not my thing. Also, I hate the way those like pro wrestling boots look too. I think it's super cheese. Anyway, he's also a fantastic wrestler. Uh, it was a great chain opening here. Uh, it was a nice slow pace. Uh, I don't like the chop exchange thing. I, I think that that's a, a different time for a different era. I think that we're past that. I don't think that's a cool thing, especially when you're like playing to the crowd with it too. Like that to me just feels real. It, like I lose my immersion. Like I'm, I'm like, it takes me completely out of the moment. And I feel like I'm more in like a game show situation where I'm like two hosts trying to hype up the crowd as opposed to like being locked into something, you know? Uh, it was cool to kind of see like, some mark like getting in kip sabian's face uh when he was outside on the guardrail and he just like tried to kiss him dude okay so twitter is saying that that dude that ball yeah did you not see this spot i okay. missed that like he got like slung into the guardrail and there's this big tall like bald guy and he's like you are a worthless whatever it's like just this mark like yelling at him from the other side of the guardrail but he's like yeah. right in his face and kip sabian leans up and he just goes and he like tries to kiss him on the mouth oh, and the man. guy freaks out like oh wait no out. I think I do remember So that. it was a pop. So now Twitter is saying that that dude is legit trying to sue him for sexual assault. Like, no. yes, yes. And I, th- I was like, oh, like, how is this going to play out in 2019, honestly? Like, uh, oh, but anyway, but anyway, I th- it was a huge, it was a huge moment. The whole crowd popped and I, I, I popped for it. I thought it was like, I, dude, in I, that moment, like, what a genius thing for him to do, honestly. Like, in yeah. hindsight, it might cost him some money, but like. Honestly, it's like not. it's like this is a great wrestling match. Like they 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 were both really good workers. It they did like Paige did a fantastic job of selling his hurt knee. But dude, the story of this match is they put Kip Sabian over, even though he didn't go over. You know what I mean? Like he really became a serious. He wasn't just a pre-show wrestler. Like he looked like a star. His great body, great look, great promo skills. He can talk. You can plug him in. Once you get on TV, this dude could be a fresh star for you that no one's ever heard of before, but that can kind of run, you can run with. Um, I thought the whole match was really, really good. I thought this like super swinging neck breaker off the, off the top was crazy. Uh, really cool spots. 
I really like Paige's finish too. I like that inverted tombstone thing. Uh, the dead eyes, what he calls it. It's it's really cool. Uh, I gave this match three and a half stars, so like a B plus to an A minus. Uh, what did you think about uh, Adam Page versus Kip Sabian? Yeah, so uh, I, I think they're building. I think you know it's very obvious they're building Adam Page to be this legit top guy. This just he's gonna le- lose to Jericho, by the way. There's no way you guy. go to TV with a no name guy as your number one champion. Your, Pro- probably your very first but, TV has to be the biggest guy you have with the title. It has to be Chris Jericho. There's no doubt in my mind. No doubt in my mind. Who knows? But they are doing a good job at making Adam Page legit. A week, the, a week after week show, after, these big shows that they're doing, I think they're doing a good job. I think Adam Page is, is coming across looking Definitely. legit oh, and yeah. strong and big. And he did a great job here. At It started off with quick mat wrestling. You know, it was an old school start to a match. Timing felt a little bit off. It was, I don't know who it was, but somebody was like one step off. Um, They were doing like this, like I said, the old school, slow paced, making it interesting, some selling, just, just very slow. Okay. um, And then he did do a nip up, Adam Page did a nip up. And at this point I was like, Adam Page is, first of all, he doesn't need to be doing nip ups. He needs to be more of a, he needs to come across more of a bigger, stronger guy, and doing nip-ups doesn't help you there. It's That's more of like a, a different style guy. And what they're going for with Adam Page, I, I just – it didn't mix well. And he was like the 15th guy of the night that did a nip-up. Like literally everybody was doing nip-ups. There was nip-up after nip-up. It was almost like everybody was doing sweet chin music or super kicks and nip-ups all night. And he uh, did yeah, both. I, I noticed that. I know you're trying and, to be slick with that. <laughs> okay this uh, <laughs> okay <laughs> you got me all off now see what you did see what you did to me i know anytime i bring up Shawn michaels you just get hot and bothered i know i Certain just spots can't. your body starts swelling i get and it's excited. just a it's, it's a terrible situation yeah. i just feel like your forehead start to sweat and it, it, it makes me and feel it's awkward and it's happening um this match was a lot more physical than a, than a lot of the other matches. They, I mean, they were really putting their shots in, and I like that. Um, they did some great ring psychology stuff. Um, wh- there was a, a point whenever there was – what I mean by that, I won't just say they did great ring psychology and not talk about it. So there was a point where there was – so common reversals that people always do. Right. Um, Saban was outside of the ring, standing on the apron, I believe, and then Adam was on the inside of the ring, or maybe it was all the way around. And you, 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 it was just like a common reversal type combination type thing that you think they're always going to do. And one of them was like went for his reversal, then stopped, jumped back, and and then hit him. And it was like I've never seen that. It was like they they literally were making it look like a real fight. And making it look like a real contest. That was my, right. my big note there. They yeah. made this match look like a real contest. They were like so they were like I said, they were they were so physical, like I said before. Everything was so physical. They were putting they were selling really physical, putting their shops shots in, and then whenever they got to do the the normal wrestling fast paced reversal combo, move into a move, they switched that up and when you just as a wrestling fan, you think something's going to happen. They were like, no, 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 no. I'm going to reverse this reversal into a reversal into a reversal and then just punch him in the face. And he's going to go down. And it was like, 
this looked like a real contest. They looked like they were really going for the win. Even with their pins, it's like they were really trying to pin each other into winning the match. And that's what I really like. And both men were really doing a great job. And I think that's what makes you a great performer. That's what makes you a difference between a so-and-so and an AJ Styles, because we just talked about AJ. That's why I'll bring him up. Or, yeah. or Seth Rollins or somebody like that. Making stuff look like a real contest. Yeah, Making look like I and agree. That's what, professor, that's what makes you the great. And I think both of these men, not just Hangman, and I'll call him Hangman because I like the gimmick. Uh, <laughs> I think both of them did a great job. Um, I don't like Paige's finish. Kip looked like he was so scared he ruined the finish because his head was all the way up to your boy's uh, – he was sucking on his belly button there, wrapping his head around your boy, bringing it all the way up to the front. You could tell his head his head and neck wasn't anywhere near the canvas, but I don't blame you. I don't blame Kip because I'd be the same way because I'm not taking that move. That move is just not for me. He's not looking. He can't see. I don't like it. And then – the creeper came out. I gave the match a B plus. Then you got the creeper coming down from that one tag team, the Dark Order, which was obviously Chris Jericho. I mean, yeah. they weren't oh. fooling anybody. It was like again, dude. like Chris and keeps doing this. It's like, oh. dude, it was cool the first time you did this, Jericho. This is, it was obviously this is, yeah. Anyway, but the match, back to the match. I give it a B plus. What did you give it? I give it a B plus. I loved it. I mean, I think I gave it a B. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. I didn't think it was incredible, but I thought it was a pretty good match. I, I, I again, like I thought, I thought that it was good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I gave it a B plus to an A minus. So I, I did give it a B plus. Yeah, I gave okay. it a B plus. I okay. mean, I, I, I thought that, I, but I, there were certain things like, I'm honestly, if if they're a little more pro, if both guys are a little more proven, it would have been uh, probably a higher rating for me. So maybe I was just being skeptical. Um, just because, you know, I mean, I've actually seen, okay. So like, there's been a, a few new Japan, like I'm not a new Japan buff by any means. And honestly, I'm not like, I, I believe in the WWE way. If you can't communicate with an American audience, it's really hard for me. Like, it's really hard for me to watch. I don't watch subtitle movies. That's just not my thing. Like, and you can say that it makes me closed minded or whatever. I just don't like doing that. Cause I feel like if I watch a subtitle movie, I just focus the entire time on reading. Like I'm not even watching the actual movie that's 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 why i don't i don't watch them like that it's not it's it's just my brain it's not that they aren't fantastic movies or whatever it's not that like new japan isn't it could possibly be a better product i just personally i can't connect with it and like that and that's that's kind of why i've always felt like adam page even though i've seen his work and it's always been good i've never really seen him deliver an angle you know what i mean it's like if you're going to be in the main event if you're going to be launching this brand you need to be more than just a really good wrestler you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't i mean i don't even know enough about him to know that why he's a cowboy you know what i'm saying it just doesn't make sense to me it's just a silly gimmick it's like he's just southern but it actually he's not he's from like north dakota or something and it's like what like that's gonna be a cowboy up there yeah i know cowboy. but it's it's still like it's just not i it just that's that's what it is there's just a disconnect i'm not saying i'm always gonna hate it Maybe if you give me more character development in him and maybe if I invest more in him and maybe if he delivers good promos and you give him that opportunity, then then I will love him and he will be a star because he definitely has the in-ring capability. I mean, dude, for a big guy with a bum, apparently bum knee that he, he is working really well with, 
He did a standing shooting star. That dude's easy 225. Easy 225 or 230. Like, that's not – that's a really impressive for that a guy that size to do. Imagine imagine Drew McIntyre pulling off, like, a standing shooting star. Like, I mean, that dude is not, like, as buff as, as Drew McIntyre. But, I mean, I he's Drew's a big a guy. Taller, but... Yeah, for sure. For sure, man. But that's – you know what? It was a great match. You're on the right pace here in AEW. I just, again, I'm just skeptical. I'm a mark. I want to see more. I want to see more character development from Kip Sabian. I want to see more development from Adam Page. I think they were both great, but I would like to see more. So, they, like, there's no pot. Like, they just for a match, a B-plus is the best they could have gotten, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, okay. so, like, so, yeah, so moving over to, to the main show. Normally, we don't rate these matches like a, like a super quick one, but I just love what they're doing here. Uh, it, it was a quick stunner, and and Kevin Owens goes over. It was Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler, but they did such a good job of building up the angle. Like, they actually dedicated some time to this mid-card match, uh, and I appreciate that. They're definitely trying to push, uh, like, the CM Punk-type character uh, in Owens as, like, a, a loose cannon, a pipe bomb-type promo guy. And I think it's actually working. I think it, it's going over really well. I, I enjoyed it. Now, the most I could give it was one star just because it was so short. But I do – I mean, if you're going to have a match that short, because of the angle, it made sense. It was good. What did you think about the, the Kevin Owens-Dolph Ziggler segment or exchange or match or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, I just gave it a nothing because I'm not going to really rate it. I mean, in the show, I guess it, get, it, was, it made sense. So it's not going to take away from the whole show's rating. But squash match, KO wins with a stunner. It was what it was, you know. It it won't take away from the show's rating in the comparison. But but what do you think about them like them pushing Owens this way? Like do well, you enjoy uh, well, this version yeah, of him? Yeah, I liked. I, I do. I really like that. I mean, I don't think that has anything to do with the match rating, but I mean, I I I mean, maybe it does. But I do enjoy that, and I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens. Um, I I hope he gets more to the actual heel heel. I feel like he's always in the, in the middle of like where he's making a lot of the, the marks and the smart marks like him. where I wish he would get more towards the, it's not cool to be a heel. And I think sometimes he gets sucked into wanting to be the cool heel. See, I don't think they're doing that. When I say like CM Punk, I think that they're making him an edgy baby face. Like, I mean, they they, they put him with Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler is obviously the heel. Like yeah. he's not, you know what I'm saying? Like I think that they're he, pushing, or, or, or almost even Stone Cold, but not like the, like, like, like Stone early Cold, Stone Cold, like like, like mid card Stone Cold, like yeah, Stone yeah. Cold Rock, Nation of Domination Rock, you know, like big blue highlighter letters, the Rock on his on his trunks before Rumble, mm. you know what I mean? Like that kind of up. I know we're running long. I know I'm sorry. No, but like, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. No, no, I agree. I agree. And I think I'm thinking too much far back on because of the old KO. I feel like I wish she was more heel. So you're right. He is more. He was more of the the bad boy babyface. The yeah. The Stone Cold, yeah. and he's doing the stunner. So I like that. I like what they're doing. I feel bad for Dolph. I feel bad for Dolph. Man, talk um, about somebody I feel bad for though. Yeah, I mean you touched on it a little bit back on the AEW show, but Jericho, dude, like, and honestly, like this is a like like so I, I posted something about this in our little Facebook group, and like. I said, like, dude, like, he's got to, like, try keto or something. Like, he's got to lose the weight. Like, he just doesn't look in shape. He doesn't look good. He doesn't look healthy. Like, that's, it's like, I mean, I, I know he's older guy. Like, I know he's pushing 50, but, like, dude, like, I know 50-year-olds that, I, like, that I see on a regular basis that that run and they do other things. He that are swears. Shape. Like, but, dude, he does not look good, man. He, he just swears he is in the best shape of his life on his podcast. He swears he's not. he is he's in not. the best he's shape of his not. life. 
He has literally talked about but, these comments. He's literally talked about. No, he has. It doesn't matter though. Like I know. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. I, I agree with you. There, it's not. Uh, the first time I heard him say that was before AEW. He talked about it. He huh. came out in the WWE and he looked exactly like he looks now. And everybody and he like laughed on his on his podcast saying every. It's so funny. Everybody's tweeting me saying. That I'm so out of shape and I need to quit. I need to put down the hamburger. I'm in the best shape of my life. Uh, and then he brought up uh, the yoga, you know, DDP yoga. Like, really, dude? You need something more than DDP yoga, homeboy. You need boy. to be running. You need to be doing some cardio. Cut, you need to be bro. cutting. You got that you muffin top. Weight, man. Muffin yeah. top. It it's up. not good. It's it's not good, man. And that's the thing. Like, okay, so like, so so a few, a few people got offended and they were like, oh, you shouldn't be body shaming. People should Get they should they should rest comfortable. But Okay, look, 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 look. Okay, like I'm not. That's not. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying that, like, how you look, how you look is part of your character. You're delivering a character. Chris Irving, if he feels good and he wants to just be Chris Irving and not be Chris Jericho anymore, and he feels great, that's awesome. I'm not judging him as a human being. If he says he feels like he's in the best shape of his life. That's great. But Chris Jericho is not in the best shape of his life. We have seen him on TV for the past 20 years, and he looks worse now than he ever has before. It's an observation. It's a critique. We have that Facebook group to critique wrestling. And how you look on TV is part of professional wrestling. Like, I just, like, look, it's dude, not a social justice dude. thing is what I'm saying. Like, don't, don't, like, don't, like, swing in and defend Chris Jericho for, for being – not looking the way he's always looked like, and that's the thing too. Look, dude, look at AJ Styles. Like, sure. Does he look different than he did in his twenties? Of course. Does anyone think that he should be like the way he was super ripped at the end of WCW? No, of course not. But at the same time, if AJ Styles showed up after six months, cause it was only about six or seven months from the time he was doing the list of Jericho to him looking the way he looked in new Japan. That's a really short amount of time. And then people are like, oh, it's fine. He, he's just getting older. It's like, that's a terrible excuse, man. Like, it just, it's not, it's not good. Like, he doesn't look good. He's, it, it is, it's affecting his in-ring work. He's sucking wind every time you see him in the ring. He's sweating like a pig. It's never the way you used to see Jericho. Like, I mean, dude, come dude, on. Dude, no, hold on. That con, cause I saw, I saw your post and I see those comments I don't care if the dude's listening or not. That stuff is whack, dude. For him to say, you're body shaming. You're body shaming. Get out of here, dude. What are you talking? You don't even believe what you're saying. Body yeah. shaming? What are you talking yeah. about? We're not talking yeah. about... We're, we're talking about Chris Jericho. You're talking... You shouldn't body shame? Get the f*** out of here with that dumb sh**, dude. That's like the most annoying... I can't... Like, that's what makes me not interact with any type of mark or anybody in, in not even marks dude just people in today quit body shit what are you talking you're just trying to like get a trying to get you just want to be offended oh you're body shaming oh you're body shaming. what are you talking about body shaming chris jericho's fat he's a wrestler he's a performer we're talking about it but i'm not talking about some poor girl i'm not just picking a girl out in the street and saying hey i think you're fat you should lose some weight Put down the hamburger. That's terrible. That's like the worst thing you should do. Like, if you did that, I would hate you. I would want to fight you. Like, but bringing up body shaming, like we're doing that, but to Chris Jericho is like ridiculous. Like, when I, I read you. when I read that comment, I was like, 
first of all, I thought that dude was just moronic and just trying to get a reaction and trying to get some somebody to talk to him because he's bored. I don't even know who he is. I'm sorry if that's your buddy or whatever. I thought it was ridiculous. Like, body shaming was like, dude, body shaming is like something that is like really offensive and you can like really hurt somebody's feelings for. But first of all, Chris Jericho is not reading your comment. Okay. Uh-huh. Two, we're, 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 all, we're on a wrestling platform critiquing it. And he is very overweight, and it's weight, and it's taking away from his thing. I don't know. There's something irked me about that, and I'm sorry if I'm getting hot, but it just, it was like, no, dude, no, absolutely. That's I mean, it was just that's dumb. What the show's about, man. It's about like, it's it's about body, our our opinions body. on. Yeah. yeah, I don't care. Come at me too. Come at me, bro. Body shaming, dude. What is wrong with you? body shaming? Dude, body okay. Shaming? Well, honestly, there's Can't no body, body shaming, and there's no body body shaming oh. on on the figures for anybody in this next match, which is SCU versus the Lucha Brothers. Uh, you know, Pentagon Jr. is a larger guy, but he looks like he's in great shape. He's a great performer. It's not affecting his work at all. Uh, and, man, like, I, I mean, I don't really like the crowd playing in the opening of this match. I didn't like, like, the, you know, the no fear Pedro Negro thing and I, I, I versus, like, the SCU chance. I, again, like, it just – I lose my immersion when it's all playing to the crowd. That, to me, is very indie. You're not, you're not taking into consideration the person watching it on TV. You're only doing something for a live crowd. That's what it feels like to me, and that's not, that's not what you want to do. Uh, so that, that honestly really, really, really hurt this match because they did it a lot throughout the match. Uh, and I get that these guys have spent most of their time – on indies and they've made themselves stars on indies so that's they're doing what they know i'm not knocking it i'm just saying they're gonna have to change that they're gonna have to change that way uh but then again too it could have just been this is how these two teams laid it out because these two teams are kind of gimmick heavy um or well at least scu is and so maybe maybe the lucha brothers were trying to play to their strengths and like kind of play that part a little more kind of do the more american thing uh, even though obviously, you know, we just saw them have matches with like the Young Bucks, where they're certainly not doing that—at least not nearly as much. They're just fast-paced and going. So, to me, that honestly put most of the heat on SCU, in my opinion. And also, there were a lot of stat, like a lot of stuttering from SCU. I feel like they dropped the ball, like especially Kazarian specifically. And I honestly think he's a great wrestler. Uh, he is a great wrestler, but he was just off this night. It was a—I didn't like this match at all. Uh, the only thing I liked about it was that the Luchas went over with the, with that stuff package file driver that I enjoy. I think it's cool. Uh, but I gave this only this match only one and a half stars because I felt like it, it should have been way better than it was. What did you think about SCU versus the Lucha Brothers? So at first, man, I thought it was a good start. Uh, the the Lucha Brothers, well, uh, they seemed like a great tag team. They were doing great tag team moves together. Double, uh, you know, great uh, double team moves. Well, God, I'm drawing a blank. I don't know what you call that, but you know what I mean. Tag team yeah. moves. Um, yeah. SoCal was getting their stuff in. Uh, Daniels got involved, but then he got uh, ejected. But man, there was so much just DDT after DDT after super kick after super kick after shot in the face, shot in the face, and no and no selling. And I'm writing that down, man. I'm writing all that. But Jr. got frustrated on the mic, and I challenge everybody who doesn't believe me. Go back and listen to it. And JR got so frustrated and said, after all these DDTs and punches and super kicks, how can all these men keep coming up, keep getting up? And the other announcers tried to like cover for him because you could literally tell JR was getting frustrated because nobody was selling. It was like nobody was selling. It was like literally the epitome 
of bad indie wrestling where yeah. literally nobody was selling. And by the and the match went on again way too long. All of these yeah. matches in AEW, literally from start to finish, I wrote one. I wrote the same note in all of them. Way too long. Way too long. Way too. This match went way too long. And then everybody go back and listen. Jr. gets frustrated. I I, I swear. I, I know he was getting frustrated. I could hear it in his voice and the tone of his voice that he started. He literally brought up the DDTs and the punches and said that, how come those aren't getting the job done? How many DDTs does it take? And then they tried to like cover up. I gave it a D minus because of no selling. It probably should have got an F, but there was some there was some good things at the beginning. I gave it a D minus because there was literally no selling. Everybody just kept doing move after move after move. At the end of this match, it got repetitive and ridiculous. D minus. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it just wasn't it wasn't what it needed to be. And I I agree. I wrote that down too. That Jr. was just obviously frustrated and. I feel like he's gonna he's gonna be involved in talent relations in some in some he way, especially to. yeah, and that's he's gonna have to be involved in production of matches as well, just because this is it's gonna be a, an issue for them. I feel like once they get to like a weekly programming, I mean, right now they have months and months to plan these things out, and we're already seeing these issues. So again, I'm trying to stay optimistic. I want AEW to succeed. Everybody does. We all want them. They got a lot of hype. I really want it to work, uh, but oh, you yeah. know, I. You know, we're a little more than three quarters of the way, and I am starting to worry that AEW is already showing signs of weakness, uh, and they haven't even gotten to TV yet from such a strong, like, double or nothing, and then that fighter fest. Um, but anyway, let's jump back over to uh, the, the the 2019 Extreme Rules match, uh, and that was uh, Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and, and jump into this one uh, right off the bat. Man, they're obviously running with the David versus Goliath narrative for this one. And I kind of feel like that is just Kofi's go-to style. Meaning I feel like every single time that he's been the champion, this like this is what I figured it out. Like I felt like I was like, man, you know, like everybody was riding Kofi Mania so hard to get to to get to WrestleMania when he won. It was such a feel-good moment. We were all on that train. We all wanted to keep to keep going. And then immediately it felt like, even by the first pay-per-view after it, it was like people were like, Yeah. This isn't going to work long term. You're going to have to go ahead and, and, and change it. And I think I figured it out. It's it's not really because of that. It's not because he can't work. It's because they put him – it's the same angle. It's just a different person. It's David – it's like he's been the champ since Mania, and he's always the underdog. But he's the champ. Like it's it's like it's you just he's, he looks you make him look very weak. You make every heel he wrestles look like a much bigger threat than he is. So when he wins, it feels like it's a surprise every time. And it's like there's only so many times that you can be like, wow, Kofi actually retains like that. You can be like, that's a bad run because then there's no believability in him. And you could do this better. You could make it better. You could make a, a sweaty heel come after him and have Kofi just shut him down, work a little bit differently. You know, like, I think somebody needs, I think, and this is probably going to get some heat on me, but like, I think somebody needs to go to Kofi and be like, dude, you got to start wrestling a little bit different. You can't keep using these 2011, 2012 spots when you got your first push that failed, like, because it just feels like the same thing. Like, you're you're not doing anything differently than you have been doing, and now you're the champ, and you really got to do something different. Like, because it, it just feels so scripted. It just feels so the same that it's always been with Kofi. And, you know, the, the heel will get his the, his heat spots, whether it's AJ or whether it's, you know, Joe or, or whoever else, whoever, Daniel Bryan or whoever, like, they'll, they'll get their spots and they'll make their part feel different 
But that's it. Kofi wrestles the same way. He comes from behind. He gets his hope spots. He gets that big fire, and he goes over. And that just feels really one-dimensional for me. And this match really exposed that. Uh, you know, because Joe is kind of one-dimensional too, but he does it a little bit better because he is a quintessential heel. And it's easier to be a heel and be one-dimensional when you're a monster like Joe. So I'm not saying it's easy for Kofi. I I, I really hope our listeners don't think I'm being, like, way too over-critiquing here of Kofi. But, like, I love Kofi to death. I just think that he needs to change some things about his repertoire, how he puts his moves in motion that make it feel a little bit more important to me. Um, but, yeah, I mean, again, I wrote, surprisingly, Kofi went over and keeps the belt with us, you know, the trouble in paradise. But I gave the match two stars. It was just really underwhelming to me. What did you think about Joe versus Kofi? I'll add a little bit to that. I'll go a little bit on a different route, but is also agreeing with you. What Kofi is doing right now, his whole run as the champion, in my view, looks very similar. And you guys are going to be so surprised that I'm bringing this guy up. I know, this is crazy. Very similar to Shawn Michaels' run leading up to being the champion. So leading up to Shawn being the champion, it was Shawn versus a big guy. It was Shawn versus uh, Vader versus Sid, versus Diesel. He he wrestled all these guys. Yeah, but he wrestled them differently. Yeah, Yeah. but he did do them differently. But it was – and Kofi's got that. He's got a good way of selling, and I see that in Kofi. I see that in Kofi. I see the the Sean wrestling – it's Sean office. wrestling the 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 Yokos and the Vaders and all that leading up to his championship. But the problem is, is that now Kofi's doing what Sean did before the championship, selling and winning and David beating Goliath. But there's no Sean after Sean won the title. He didn't just do David versus. He did. He still did that. There's still Sean as the champion versus those guys. But he did a bunch of other stuff that was great. It, yeah. it just seems like they're doing they didn't they're doing the the Sean build up David versus Goliath as the champion instead of this would have been a perfect way to build Kofi making him yeah. get to the title beating all these yeah. and that's usually what you do you have these littler guys who are good at selling and they overcome the odds and they and they win but him being the champion yeah you could do that every once in a while but I, I think what you're saying is over and over again it's one dimensional all he's doing is being the little guy who's beating these bigger guys as the underdog. Exactly. No, yeah. He never gets the chance to be the, hey, I'm the champion. I'm the. Or big even dog. equal. Even equal. Or even an equal. equal match. Like even it's equal. Just, yeah. He did a good job. I, I think he did a good job. I think I, I wrote. I'm a believer in, in Samoa Joe. Um, man, he's put his time in at his size and his age. He was very impressive in this show, and he made me a believer and. I'd like to see him get his his chance to be the champion at least one time. Just kind of the same story as AJ where he's he's just put in so much time. He deserves it. But he looked great. And it's not that just, hey, he's putting his time, giving the champ. He looked great here. He's a great heel. He he showed me a lot. I don't think Kofi was, was terrible here either. I gave the match a, a, a B to a, a B minus, you know. Wow, okay. I, I think it was it was better than a C. But it wasn't it wasn't the greatest thing ever. But I don't think it was bad. I think I think uh, it was a good length of a match. It wasn't too long, and I, I think it was good. It was good. Okay, not well, much, not much different than what I mean. It wasn't like a B plus, you know. What I mean, right, right. Well, let's let's, let's talk about a match that we are probably both gonna agree that certainly 
was uh, was definitely too long. Uh, I just don't think there's any way around it. But uh, yeah, so we had Shima versus Kenny Omega. Uh, you know, Kenny Omega is—they always say it—he's their big match guy. He, they its like I'm—I'm I'm doing quotation marks like big match guy. Like that's how they like market him. Is like he's the best—he's like the best main event wrestler. I don't even know what that means. He's the best big match wrestler. It's like that doesn't make any sense to me. Like yeah. either you're a great wrestler or you're not. Like. Kenny Omega is a great wrestler. Like I want to preface that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not poo-pooing on Kenny Omega. He is great. Um, but you know, this match kind of fell short to me. I felt like uh, it was a great, like quick, quick, like chain wrestling open, and the, there were some solid exchanges back and forth. It was a very technical match, but it was slow and methodical, and like that's how they started it, and they kept that pace throughout the entirety of the match. It never really picked up the pace. Uh, it it kind of stayed the same, and that and it's almost like they were doing high spot moments, but they kept all the length between every single impact. And it was just like, it felt really drawn out almost in a negative way. It's like, they're doing a modern style, but just slow. And that's not, that's not what we're asking for. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not just like do your high spots and slow them down. It's like do smaller spots quicker and then do less big spots. You see what I'm saying? Like you, it, it, there's yes, you should still have a slow pace, but like, you can have quicker spots that don't have to be big power bomb after power bomb and then to a kick out and then and then breathe like it can just be you know a big hope spot two big clotheslines and a, and a and a two count you know what i'm saying it doesn't have to be a huge spot just give me you know you know and i felt like that's where they lost me here it was like just big impact after big impact where it's like a false finish a false finish a false finish but we're only halfway through the match and it's just like over and over and like dude the double knees they call the meteoras from shima there was like literally 14 of them like what isn't this his finish like what is happening like that's his finishing move and he's just doing it like it's a vertical suplex like like what is happening here like i i don't know it just it was too much for me uh omega goes over after the winged angel and it was a good match it was a really good match it was just underwhelming because these guys are supposed to be the main event here. You know what I mean? As far as the singles go, you know, and it was just, I don't know. I mean, I gave it three stars. So I gave it like a C plus to a B minus. It wasn't a bad match. It just wasn't, it did nothing to elevate either one of them. It didn't diminish them. It was like a draw. It was like kissing your sister. You know what I mean? It it was just like, it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad. It was just there. So like a C plus to a, to a B minus, like, I guess like, that, that's kind of that's kind of where I was at with it. What did you think about Shima versus Kenny Omega? Man, so Omega has really impressed me. I haven't really seen him much other than what I've seen him in AEW. I, I saw a little bit from him of New Japan, from New Japan, but he's really impressed me uh, leading up to this match. And I was looking, I, I was really looking forward to this match. Um, I like the story of of Kenny not having a singles win in AEW. It really showed, you know, again, they're trying to make AEW wins and losses uh, mean something. Uh, But other than that, man, uh, you know, they tried to do this fast pace with fast pace, uh, fast pace start. And they did these couple big spots, but the timing was off. And it was like, felt like the timing was off the whole match. And And it felt like it was Shima. It was like, for some reason, he was just one step off. The whole match. He just didn't... He would step back when he was supposed to throw a kick whenever it would have been better if he would just do the kick before he stepped back and planted. It was like he kept having to step back and plant. 
everything that and I hate to put the blame on Shima here, but and I'm not some big Kenny Omega mark. I'm not some big Kenny Omega mark by any means. I don't really know much about the guy. Okay, so that's not it. This is just from what I was see- seeing. Shima really felt like I don't know if it was. <coughs> I don't know if it was language barrier. I don't know. I don't mean to judge the guy. He looked like maybe he speaks a different language. Maybe he doesn't. I don't. I don't know. I'm trying to give him credit. He looked like he kept having to step back and take a plant or plant his foot or or think about what he was going to do. He was like a step, a half a step off, literally the whole match. Both yeah. men did a good job selling. They were physical. There was a lot of chops. They did some high risk stuff. Um, but it was almost like the high-risk stuff that came in later in the match, this long, long match, was almost not needed. It was like y'all – they were doing a good job of – you kind of touched upon it in a, in a negative way because they didn't do a good job of it. But if they could have executed it better, they were doing like this fast-paced new style mixed with an old style. It was like new style mixed with in-ring mat wrestling and – doing it and it was like they they had an idea there and then all of a sudden they went and just went new school and did a whole bunch of high risk stuff that just didn't seem needed um the the match really slowed down late in the match at a bad time when i thought why are they slowing down now and the crowd just was not in like you could tell the crowd was out the crowd literally had no reaction to anything that was happening at the three quarters mat three quarter point of the match to the end um shima again like i said seemed to be one step off false finishes i wrote the same notes you said about that uh i I thought kenny um was really i felt bad for him i don't think it was his fault i i I really do i I really don't think it was his fault um it was uh so i wrote surprise too long because this match was way too long i don't like what was it Every match on this card was, from start to finish, every match was seriously way too long. I gave it a C plus because there was some shining moments. I feel like with how good Kenny Omega is, it could have been an A match, but I really am going to have to put the blame on Shima. I gave it a C plus was the best grade I could give it. Yeah, man. And honestly, like that's going to take us over to the main event of uh, Extreme Rules here. And we had the... uh... The mixed tag match, uh, which they've kind of like put all their their weight into this angle here, and uh, it was you know Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch, the uh, the new power couple of WWE apparently. Um, man, uh, okay, look, uh, you know I feel like I feel like I have to step forward here first because everyone knows if anyone's been listening to any of these shows so far, mm-hmm. I am the hugest Seth Rollins fanboy. Like, I I love that dude to death, but like. I just hate this angle. I, I I just I'm really not a fan of this angle at all. I love Lynch too. I mean, she's been killing it, especially like since the beginning of the year, all the way through, you know, Mania and everything. Like she was, she's just been killing it. I'm not a fan of Lacey Evans at all. I think she's all gimmick. I think she's very much a throwback to that like early 2000s diva, where she's more like she's good on the mic. She's good with a gimmick. She's good in her angle, but she's awful in the ring. I, I just don't think that she's good in the ring at all yet. And I feel like Baron Corbin has been a guy that I've always kind of went to bat for, but I feel like he's a ball of like potential that was never reached. Like I've, I've always felt like one day this dude's going to be like a star. He's going to get it. His, he's going to deliver his promos with more emotion and they're not just like scripted lines that he's delivering. It's just going to be better. And it, it just hasn't gotten any better. And it's been years now. And he's just, 
he's just not good. He doesn't deserve to be in the spot. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I, I love Rollins, but I don't like him as a babyface champion, especially babyface boyfriend to Becky Lynch. It just doesn't I, – mm. I don't like this at all. Um, yeah, it's it's just not good. Uh, honestly, I don't like Brock Lesnar at all, but Lesnar was the only thing that could have saved this, the sh- like, this main event. Uh, and it, it happened. Uh, you know, a couple suplexes and an F5, and, you know, boom. You know, Heyman said it. He was true to his word. He's running raw now, so, you know, he's going to give you that that value. And uh, we have, a you know, the new three-time, I think he's the first ever three-time Universal Champion in Brock Lesnar. I gave the match two and a half stars total, and they got a full star just for the Brock Lesnar bit. Uh, just because I, even though I don't like Lesnar, I felt like this was the best way to end this this pay-per-view. Uh, what did you think about this main event here? Yeah, man, I love I love Seth Rollins and I love Becky Lynch, but they don't have that chemistry on camera, man. They don't no, have it's not there. they don't have it that it. You know, you ever seen Austin when he Stone Cold Steve Austin walked past Sable down the ramp and they yeah. just looked at each other and the crowd just exploded and yeah. died. How, yeah. I think like 15 people in the audience died. They had to yeah. they had to give them medical help because of how great it was. They have they have the opposite of that. It's yeah. the most. It's kind of crazy that was never a thing. Like that should have oh, been a I thing. Know. That's a missed thing right there. And Definitely a missed opportunity. But uh, they have the opposite. So like cheesy and awkward and uncomfortable. It's like their relationship, if it's real, I don't know, is never gonna work because they it's just just something there is just awkward. It's um, definitely not gonna. Work. I like the idea of winner take all though. I like the idea of a mixed tag and, and winner take all. But it wasn't working. And it was just, it was not working in this match. I actually like Lacey Evans. I don't think she's. I think she's getting better every time in the Garbage. ring. And Garbage. I think I might be in love with her. Oh, and I disgusting. think I might become a stalker and go follow her because I am in love. Um. Anyway, Corbin, bro, ring gear trash. Promos so bad. Trash. It looks like he's going to deliver me like Dude, free breadsticks. At he's Olive wearing Garden. a button up. He just is wearing a but yeah, a button up black shirt with pants. It's, it's like, like I, I'm just, I just wait him to like for him to come out with like a Parmesan like grater. You know yeah. what I mean? Like to like yeah. put on my and salad. Ask me if I want like, any dessert or something. Yeah, like, yeah. He's not good. He doesn't look like he wants to be there in his promos. Yeah, yeah He's I like agree. he's doing it for the paycheck. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah, like he has like the potential to be great. He just yeah. doesn't care. Like that's what it feels like. He's just too cool for school, man. Like that's that's what it feels like. Side note, Corey Graves and Renee Young, if they don't just make them a like a two man booth or a two oh, I'm sorry, that'd be a two, so good. A two person booth. Uh I shouldn't say two man booth, two person booth, Corey Graves, Renee Young. I love uh Saxton and uh other guy. Todd, I call him Todd Pettengill. I don't know his real name, but he Todd reminds Grisham. Todd, Todd Grisham. No, that's not Todd Grisham. No, Todd Grisham's from like a long time ago. No, it's no. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Todd Grisham, oh, dude, <laughs> that guy's from like 2005. I never thought of him yeah. until just now. That's crazy, wow. All right. I knew it wasn't Todd Grisham. No, it, Todd Pettengill is the best out of the Todds. Let's just oh, be honest. Dude, that, there's, a, there's an ongoing thing about Todds. Like, he had like the, the goofy movie, like live wire, like, uh, yeah. you oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like he had that like mullet going on. It was so oh. sweet. But no, man, I thought that side note. I just had that run. I love those. I love Saxton. I love I love all those guys. But I was just thinking, man, Corey Graves, Renee Young, two person booth. Man, that's killer. Um, 
I like that they did a double table spot. That was literally the only thing that was good in this match. Other than that, Brock comes down, and you know what? It made sense for Brock to win because, yeah. like it or not, this is the right place for Seth, him to cash it in. Yeah. Seth wasn't working as a babyface. No, Dude, champion. I agree. It just wasn't working. This is the best way to get him out of this. Seth can go restart as a heel or whatever, but yes, he's, he can't. Get he he needed to drop the title here. It was not working, and you could tell. Like anybody, everybody that was mad, like oh my Make god, it her fault, dude. Make it her fault on TV. Oh, Just yeah. go ahead and break it up. Like oh, that'd be great. You instantly get heat because she's so over. I liked the Corbin spot where he did his move to Becky. Oh yeah, I loved it. That was fan freaking tastic. Like that, that got me. Like, well, I was like, yeah, that was that awesome. Was the best spot of the night. Easy. That was that was the crowd great. got super hot for oh, it. It was that perfect. was oh, the crowd yeah. went unglued at that. Yeah, that yeah. was great. Other than that, it was just so awkward between it's been awkward since Seth and Becky were doing their own screen thing that y- you had to take the title off Seth because him being babyface is just was not working. It was very awkward. It was very awkward with Becky. It was just it was not working. He was yeah. not a good babyface champion. Get it off of him. It sucks that it has to be Brock again, but I kind of like it. I don't know. But I gave the match uh, a D. I mean, this match, a D isn't dud because it was Dude, I agree. terrible. I agree. I agree. So let's jump back over and cover the uh, like the main event and kind of the segment leading up to the main event So uh, for, for AW5 for the Fallen. And Jericho comes out for the second time to deliver a promo. Uh, seems like he should have just delivered it after his attack on Paige. Um, it just, it, uh, I mean, he's a great heel for sure. And he definitely still has still killing it on the mic. I mean, that's the thing. Like, dude, Jericho is, Jericho is definitely in my top 10, if not my top five, like overall, everything gimmick wrestler, everything definitely in the top 10 to top five range. No doubt about it. Like, and he's killing it on the mic and that's why he's still sustainable. But you know, it's just, it's undeniable. His, you know, I, I don't want to keep harping on it, but it's just undeniable. His physical condition, it just doesn't look the same. Uh, I mean. You're body shaming. Maybe, whatever. Anyway, so, like, we're going to go to, uh, so, like, uh, this is how it, uh, all right. So, this is how I viewed it, right? Like, and this is what I mean when I'm talking about, like, if you want to be a real alternative, like, you could have still done this, and the way you deliver it is the alternative, but the production value needs to match or beat WWE if you want to be a true alternative and not just an alternative to, like, Evolve or Ring of Honor or NXT or whatever. Like, if you want to be a true – this should have been a be- – it should have been on the big screen. He's got a set, and he's got a mic, and he's just talking, and he's doing the sa- delivering the same promo – but it means it's just a different production value if it's backstage and then Paige just comes out of nowhere in the single shot angle and just takes him out in the middle of him talking and they brawl out of the entire building and then you go to the main event. That's perfect. That's what you should have done. That would have been way better. It would have made me feel more like it's a big time thing, like it's a television. It, there's more drama there. This in ring, again, having him come out again after already beating him up, it just didn't make sense for him to come to the ring again. It, I, I didn't like that. Like, and I could almost tell, even Jim Ross said, like, I guess he's, he's, not, he's not finished here tonight. He's making his way back to the ring. And it's like, yeah, I, I feel you, JR. Like, I know that he's probably thinking the same thing. Of course, I mean, the scuffle was great. They pulled off what they were trying to pull off, but it could have been so much better. That's, it just could have been so much better. Now, the video package hyping for the main event was really good. Like, uh, you know, like the Brotherhood getting together, even though they beeped out the shield. I feel like, I feel like they, that, that was a good idea. 
like adding those beeps and making them clever. That's a little inside baseball for this show. I think is uh, mm. I think it's pretty cool. Like I think it's a good idea. I think it makes the va- it's almost like you you heard something you weren't supposed to hear. Uh, I think that's a good idea to beep the shield. I thought that was cool. Um, but anyway, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and let you give your thoughts on this one. The Young Bucks versus the Brotherhood. Let me know what you thought about you know Dustin and Cody versus the Young Bucks, man. Yeah, I, I love the opening package. It was I was a surprise to see Jake the Snake. I didn't know he was working with AEW and, yeah. and Tony Schiavone. Tony yeah. Schiavone looked so dude, get, good. Dude, give me Tony JR. Schiavone. Give me JR and Tony Schiavone. Yeah, like, why are dude, they not? That would be that? epic for CNT, man. Yeah, y'all don't want ratings or something? Like, put that on the screen. Dude, that, Tony that could, has lost so much weight and looked dude, so good. And honestly, put Tony on play-by-play and JR on color. Oh, well, I don't, well could, dude, yeah, JR, JR is kind of. Dude, imagine him in, in his second phase as a heel. And him just, like, digging at him about WCW. Like, just digging at him about how, like, he won. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, that would be great. He would be a great heel promo. Like, he could be slower in his delivery, too. Like, it would be gr- yeah. I think that would be awesome. Tony and JR would be a phenomenal booth. Yeah, either way, Tony and JR would be great. Um, yeah, so so Cody and Nick start. They they do a, a – they're, they're fast. They have some perfect timing. Uh, both these men are just, I haven't seen a lot of the young bucks, but Nick was very impressive. Cody, I already know is, is great. They were very impressive to start off. Um, I love Dustin and Cody. Uh, both, there was a, you know, they're both in the ring and they both did the drop down uppercut package or spot yeah. drop down uppercut spot and that actually became like a theme of the match they that was a thing that the young bucks would do later on but yeah. at this point it was really cool um to see cody and dustin gold dust do that um but i was i was just really impressed with the young bucks man i, I just I, I, yeah. I i guess i've just really never seen them that that often i mean i've like literally never seen their matches other than the Things we've seen here in AEW, and I was really impressed, man. Nick starting off the match right there was great. Uh, is that that's his name, right? You laughed for a second. It was Nick, right? No, when you said Cody the first time, like you just were like kind of fumbling, and it sounded like you said Tony. <laughs> oh no, yeah, Tony. Because we were talking about Tony Schiavone, so you said Tony. I think you said Tony Rhodes the first time, oh, and I was like, that's Tony funny. Rhodes. <laughs> well, Tony Rhodes is that's that's, hey, that's a t-shirt, brother. baby. That's a that's new t-shirt. Other, Tony oh, Rhodes. Tony Rhodes is their other brother. Um, I don't know if you guys know this. He um, that's gonna was be heel, That's going to be our new superstar. heel commentator here on uh, KFA yeah. Comparisons. Tony, Tony Rhodes. Rhodes. He might be a character. No, but it's, hey, it's baby. Nick. So I th- I, the whole time I thought it was, his name wasn't Nick Jackson. I was like, oh, I yeah, thought is, yeah. his name was Nick because I saw you laughing. Nick, yeah. Um, all no. right. Yeah. So he started off. <laughs> so let me just start over because the whole time I'm like, am I saying the wrong name? Is it no, 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 no. Yeah, it's okay. Nick. It's Nick. Yeah. Okay. It's Nick. Yeah. I thought he, him and Cody had that perfect timing. Like I said, no, yeah, yeah, then, yeah, and then Cody, Cody and Goldie did the drop down, you know, at the same time uppercut thing. Uh, and then I, 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 not many notes. And I even wrote that because I realized I wasn't writing notes. I didn't write that many notes because it was such a good match. Like I couldn't write notes. I was just, no, you're right. I was yeah. enjoying you're the right. match. Yeah. Dustin did a cross body off the top rope. I've never seen my boy Goldie Hawn do that ever. So that was <laughs> awesome to see Goldie do that. Um, man, they did the hot talk. They left Cody out of the Cody out of the match forever. It was like a classic art of the tag team. 
leaving Cody out and he finally gets the the things they were doing to like not let uh gold gold dust get the tag to Cody was great and then Cody finally gets it he looks strong they did a whole bunch of stuff man it, young bucks do the double drop down uh drop down uppercut thing together um bucks win but they pin Cody and so my whole thing was is you know it really looked like legit Goldie was going to retire. Right. Goldust. I call him Goldie because I feel like we're friends, but we're not. I've never met him in my life, and I just love oh, Goldie. I still call him Goldie, too, man. Yeah. I have, so, I have, he's in my heart, man. He's in yeah, my heart. He's I've watched there. him for forever, yeah. Yeah, he's like 13 years dude. now, so. He's my dude. Goldie is my dude. I, I actually, I, you heard me say it. I call him Goldie Hahn. Me and, <laughs> me and my best friend called him Goldie Hahn, and that's his name to me. But he seemed like he legit was going to retire Versus that Cody match. Then I saw Cody whisper to him at the beginning of this match, one more match, brother, one more match. Well, he didn't get pinned on this match. And I know Goldie, yeah. in his last match, oh, he's, he's going to get pinned. He's not get done pinned. by a long he's shot. Going he's going out on TV. On back. Oh, no, he's, he's, got yeah. a, he's got some time. He's not going yeah. out at all he out. Looked, he's going to be on TV. so good. I mean, compared to, like, Undertaker and Sean. Oh, he's got a couple probably. years, man. He's got oh a couple God. years left. He's yeah. got a few more he's years. He's going to help AEW a lot. Yeah, he for sure. Fantastic. They need him in the ring. Yeah, they, need him out, they need him out of the ring. They need him out of the ring. Yeah. Because he's probably he's one of the greatest. He's invaluable to the company. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the greatest agents in professional wrestling right now for WWE or AEW. Like, yeah. the, he he's worth a lot of money as an agent. Really mind, yeah. Absolutely. So they need him there. But they need him in the ring right now, too, and I hope he stays there. And him not going out on his back, the fact that Cody was pinned gave me hope that we're going to get to see some more of brother Goldie Hawn, and I hope we get that. I gave this match an A. I loved it. I mean, they did. There was ups and downs, the drama. I mean, God. Yeah. This well, match go, ahead and, go ahead and give me your thoughts on, like, the, the end, too, like the, the big check and the promo right. and all okay. that. Oh, God. They got awkward, and then I realized why. So Cody was like, there's only one, I don't have a send-off. There's only one guy here that has a send-off, and it's, and it's Kenny Omega, right? And Kenny Omega wasn't listening. So then he's like, wait, what? And then the Young Bucks are like trying to tell him really quick, like, hey, dude, Cody just was talking about the whole send-off thing, you know, where you do yeah. the bang, and yeah. you got to go do that. So he's like, oh, oh, but I don't, I don't, okay. And then he comes out, and he's like very... Yeah, just it was very yeah, it was rough. Awkward. Yeah, and then, and then, the uh, ending of the show was rough. Yeah. yeah, and then not Nick, but the one with the chops on his face comes Matt. up. Matt comes up and whispers in his ears like, "Hey, dude, Cody said like I don't know that he's saying this, but I could just guess. Cody said, do your your send off, and he goes on mic. Oh, I know. Just wait. <laughs> it was like very awkward and off. And then he was like. I don't feel like it's appropriate to say, but and it was kind of stupid of Cody to say, "Hey, this is for gun violence." Hey, Kenny, why don't you do your gun gimmick at the yeah. send us off? So Kenny was the only one smart enough to be like, "I'm not doing that." So let's go with boing. Like you could tell he was like trying to come up with something. That was not planned out. If anybody thinks that was planned out, you're crazy. He no, was, it was just bad. He it was, was bad. like, "I don't." It was bad. But at least he was smart enough to be like, "I'm not gonna be like." Hey, here's a check for gun violence. I'm gonna shoot my hand to the screen like a gun and say bang. Like, so he did the whole boing thing. It was so awkward. It, it, Kenny, Kenny did a good job with not doing, like, trying to alter it. But he did a bad job with like just 
rambling and being maybe he was trying to think of what he was going to do but it was like thank you so much everybody drive home safe it was like dude yeah. who are you like you're supposed to be the greatest in the world and you're sitting here thank you so much um i hope you guys digest your food well and yeah, if yeah. Uh, you need help driving home call on uber and yeah. uh maybe listen to npr uh, because they have great information and great yeah. programming um it was I very to like yeah, it was very like middle school principal. Like, yeah, uh, you guys get home safe. Make sure you find your parents. Like, I was like, yeah, it was. Call dude, me. Everybody and, text okay, me okay. when you get home. Text right, me when so, you get home. All right, so I'm, I'm going to dive into this and I'm just going to make it kind of short and sweet because you touched on pretty much everything here. But like, <laughs> the Young Bucks versus versus the Brotherhood, man. Like, I, first of all, I love the matching gear. I'm a big mark for like tag teams wearing matching gear. So I like that Cody like switched to like those, you know, like the natural colors that he was wearing, like the black and red and silver or whatever. I thought it, it added to their look, especially considering they're wrestling the Young Bucks. Uh, and, and honestly, yeah, I was surprised by the Bucks. I thought it was a great match. I thought the whole thing was good. Uh, good chain wrestling to start. It was a slow pace. Like, it's the first time I've seen the Bucks work a more WWE-style match. Like, very more drama. They, like, all their even their, like, comedy spots were, like, they got more of an O reaction instead of a laugh reaction. Like, it was yeah. like they're making fun of the roads, and, like, that's an O moment. That's the way it should be. You know, like, they were playing kind of like that heel role. Even though I hate that they, like, use kayfabe and then they break it. Like, either pick one or the other. Like, if they're going to be a heel tag team, they shouldn't have been out there. I know they're executives or whatever, but they shouldn't have been out there for the whole check and everything after that. Like, you literally just had the match. If they're the heels, they should have not been out there for that, in my opinion. And, like, yeah, so, like, the match was great. And, again, like, I'm so so my thing, I was like, yeah, dude, like, seeing, seeing Goldust take, you know, go ahead and deliver that huge, like, cross body that you talked about i said mayor goldie wilson i like the sound of that like i was like that's what i wrote i was like so now this, uh, you, you said goldie hawn but i literally wrote down i was like i'm gonna call him goldie wilson from now on like oh, mayor goldie wilson delivered some great spots it was really cool uh it could have gone a little shorter again like i feel mayor. like goldie wilson i like the sound of that i like the sound of that i'll be the most powerful man in hill valley oh yeah <laughs> It's dude, I love that movie. We'll we'll get there. Oh we'll get, god. Anyway, yeah, like um, yeah. So dude, I I really enjoyed the match. It, I felt like every match was a little long though. The Bucks did go over with the Meltzer driver. I did notice they went over on Cody. I gave the match four stars, so I did like it. It was an A minus to an A. Uh, a, a really good match. It could have been better. And honestly, the post match, I I hated all of this ending. Oh, I, like god. I wish I would have shut it off after the one two three, and that would have been a send off by Jr. Because like. I felt like the check and all that stuff should have been for the live crowd. You killed. It's almost like you killed all the immersion and the heels being the young bucks. Like it, it, it took, well, the it young took, bucks. And I forgot the young bucks were like trying to explain something. And then they were like the music hit and they were like, Oh, I know we're out of time. It was like, every, Oh, it was bad. It like, was bad. The one thing, thing AEW has really not bad. been good at. And dude, like too, like, look, look, the whole double or nothing thing with the throne and like the sledgehammer, that was cool. The one time, that was cool. And when you talk about it like in post match interviews or whatever, not on the show, that's fine. But if you keep talking about being like, you can't alternate program us and like always bringing them up, dude, like it only makes you look worse, dude. Stop. Stop talking about WWE. Stop. We all know what you're doing. Don't don't even act like the foreshadowing or like, 
you're you're like under I didn't actually say their name like dude don't do that it's not it's not it's bad like it's just not it's not good for you and I know the mentality of Cody I'm sure is like what well, worked for WCW worked for my dad that's what we're trying to do we're trying to get back and they eventually beat him that's it's not 1996 man it's not that way anymore like the the culture is different information is different we're for God's sake we're watching this on streaming internet it wasn't even a real pay per view you see what I'm saying like it's it's a different thing. Ride that momentum. Be different. Don't talk about them. If you want to be a true alternative, then don't make them competition at all. But when you keep referencing them, then we're going to make you competition. And honestly, you're only competition at NXT. And this was the worst show out of the ones that they put on thus far. Out of between Double or Nothing, Fighter Fest, and this one, this was the worst show. Did it have some good matches? Yeah, but every match was long. You actually should have had one, maybe even two more matches and just had – took two or three minutes off each match, you would have been easily able to have a six-minute match here and a squash there, and it would have made everything better, in my opinion. You wouldn't have had so much downtime on the commentary. It felt like at least two and a half minutes of just commentary, guys, and then just looking awkwardly down at their notes and every now and then looking up when it was their turn to talk. It, there's things that they have to change if they're gonna if it's going to work. And so for me, in this kayfabe comparison, I gave it to, to, to Extreme Rules. Now, to be honest, Extreme Rules was better. WWE is getting better because of AEW. It's undeniable. So I'm grateful for that. But if you don't change shit soon, they're just going to run away and stomp on you quick. Like the TNA buzz that we all had in the early 2000s that just stomped out real fast. Like that's the way it's going to mm -hmm. be unless you just change your, your vibe. What do you think about the overall comparison here? Yeah, I think the main thing, man, is I, I gave that last one to AEW, surprisingly. But this one probably would have went to AEW maybe if they would have just taken out – they went three hours. I mean, it was a real – maybe don't even go three hours. I don't know, or add more matches. But the how long the matches were really took away from it. Yeah. WWE takes it away from them this time barely. I think AEW – I don't know if it's because it's new to me and it's exciting – but I'm really, I'm really getting on the the AEW. Um, I, I'm a fan of it. I'm liking it. Everything's every. I'm more. I feel like I'm more entertained, and it's probably because it's new to me. But but WWE definitely wins this one. AEW has a lot they can learn. I hope they learn from it though. I hope they yeah. reflect. They need to reflect off of this show and learn from it. And those mat to have every match too long. It literally, I'm not being sarcastic. Every match was too long on this show yeah. for AEW. Every match I was yeah. hands down ten minutes to fifteen minutes too long than what it. Some of the matches, it would have made sense to be short matches. Yeah. And it was like, why? Like yeah. the women's match, Brandy, Brandy and Allie. Why in God's name did it go that long? It almost went. 20 minutes like what are you doing out there why would you even think that yeah. that was okay with somebody that, is it nepotism i don't know i don't want to get into that but hopefully they learn from it um it goes to wwe but not by much i actually think that aew show was really was really really good and really entertained me and it was good yeah yeah that's it was, the thing it was We're good not poo -poo on it. Like, i mean no. i only gave it like a half like uh, well i gave it a full star more more to extreme rules but like it's still sure. a pretty close comparison it wasn't sure, like it's, it's it wasn't it wasn't a knockout like i mean it was yeah it was it was a tko yeah. it was a tko Definitely. it wasn't it wasn't yeah. a it was a decision it was by split decision i would say there it wasn't go. it wasn't it wasn't a full-on like knockout um but yeah man I, I think i think we're back on track though uh, for the first time in in a couple weeks me and me and Cass are both 
siding with Extreme Rules. And honestly, yeah. if you've been down on WWE products, like go back and watch the show because it was fantastic. Watch the pre-show too, also fantastic. Uh, but yeah, man, let's just uh, that's gonna wrap up our episode here. Let's go ahead and go over to just the, the schedule coming up. Uh, again, next week we're gonna uh, this you know this episode is dropping on Thursday. Next week on uh, July 25th, we're gonna be bringing you. I uh, don't think we forgot about the Evolve show that happened. Uh, that Saturday that happened the same day as Five for the Fallen. We're going to cover that one, and we're also going to compare it to one of the most notoriously worst ever pay-per-views in all of professional wrestling, and that is 1999's WCW Bash at the Beach. That one's going to be a fun one to cover. There's a, a hardcore junkyard invitational in there. We also see the No Limit Soldiers versus the West Texas Rednecks. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's something, man. It's it's something. Uh, the following week, though, we're, we're, we're giving you a double nostalgia show. We're dipping deep down into some deep cuts here. We're doing 1999's WWF Fully Loaded versus WCW's 1989 Great American Bash. Man, that's that's going to be that's going to mm. be fun. Uh, the week at following that one, we're going to be uh, doing something very different. We're going to be kind of reaching, uh, you know, broadening our horizons a little bit. We're going to be covering uh, Xbox versus Nintendo. We're both big gamers. Uh, oh, we yeah. got some downtime and some wrestling shows there, but we wanted to keep delivering you guys weekly content. And so uh, we wanted to just spill some more nerddom onto you guys. We may do this again in the future if you guys enjoy it. But we're going to do, you know, Cass is, uh, you know, to go ahead and give you a little uh, heads up. Cass is definitely a Nintendo boy, and All I have the, the Master Chief tattooed on my arm. So I'm a, definitely an Xbox head. That one's going to be a fun one. Don't miss that one. Uh, and then ending out, you know, a month out from us, we're actually going to be doing a head-to-head WWE current product. We're actually going to compare uh, NXT's takeover for SummerSlam versus the SummerSlam main card. Uh, you know, we've never done that before. And generally, those big shows, uh, takeover most of the time has been beating the main show. So we'll see yeah. if that continues here. Uh, I'm really excited to do that one. How do you feel about our schedule coming up, man? Just take us home. Man, I feel so excited i'm actually really looking forward to pretty much every every week i can't wait to do that 1989 show um what was it great american bash 1989 yeah yeah, yeah oh yeah. man i can't no, wait for it, that against one. against 99 fully loaded yeah yeah, yeah it's gonna be i can't wait to do that terrible show uh, uh xbox versus nintendo i think that's gonna be great because yeah, nintendo really everybody knows is the the best uh, and uh <laughs> We'll get there. We'll no, get I, there. I can't wait for all of it. And I love Microsoft too. I love Xbox too. I love I love everything. I love I don't love WCW though, but I do love AEW <laughs> and I do love WWE. So I can't wait for everything that is to come. And let's get out of here. It's late. I gotta go to sleep. Yeah, man, we ran a little long, but you know, thank you guys for sticking with us through the technical difficulties. We delivered a little longer show today because of a shorter show last week. So we hope you enjoyed it. We will see you guys next Thursday. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at kfabecom. We're out. Peace. Peace.